Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 40th episode of the Exploring Antinatalism podcast, a podcast all about the subject of antinatalism created by antinatalists. My name is Amanda Oldfansukanik, also known as Forever Wolf Films on YouTube, and today I'm speaking with Dietz, the founder of the incredible new Portland-based antinatalist street activism and outreach group, Stop Having Kids. I've never seen this out here in my life and I've always believed it and I've always I've never seen it expressed ever and for that I am extremely grateful. Are you yeah. familiar with the term antinatalist? Not at all! This so, is the first time I've ever seen anything this freaking positive in my life out here. So welcome to the Exploring Antinatalism podcast, Dietz. Thank you, Amanda. Also, by the way, thank you for becoming a Patreon supporter yesterday. Absolutely. Something everybody listening should definitely go do, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Yeah, I, I really do love what you guys are doing, and I'm so excited to get into, in, into all of it with you today. Um, so let me just start out by asking the most basic question. Who is Dietz, and what is Stop Having Kids? Well, that sounds like a basic question. I don't know per se what to say for who is Dietz. Um, you can ask me anything you want on this podcast, and I'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Um, I mean, what I will say about who I am is I kind of feel like an alien of the human species, uh, yeah. like an, an alien who's in a you know a human body, but I feel alien from uh, much of our species. Um, so I'll say that. And um, stop having kids. Uh, I'll give a short, simple answer for that, and then we can expand up upon it uh, throughout the podcast because it's sure. stop having kids. There's a lot to it. Yeah. Um, but at the very core, it's to help normalize antinatalism, uh, child-free living, and helping already existing life. And uh, yeah, trying to really encourage uh, people to get active about this stuff, not just, uh, you know, talk about it online and in private with their friends and their partners and so forth, but to actually get there, get out there in the world and really promote these messages and um, get other people thinking and uh, other people talking about this stuff and really validating people because uh, the word antinatalist is not a very well-known word. And there's a lot of people in the world who are antinatalists. They just don't know that word. Exactly. And being out there and promoting these messages, it's really, uh, it's been a very effective way to validate people, their thoughts and their feelings, because a lot of people have antinatalist thoughts and feelings, but yes. um, many of them haven't met other people or many other people who feel the same way. And it's such a breath of fresh air when these people, uh, you know, see the stop having kids stuff and they feel validated. And, you know, some people even thought there was something wrong with them for having these thoughts and yeah. feelings. And they're like, oh, okay, you know, this is actually like totally fine. Like, it's totally valid to feel this way. And it actually does make sense. So we're really helping uh, people to feel a lot less alone in the world for the way they feel and think about things. Extremely well said. I, I absolutely agree with you. In my own experience, I have noticed uh, exactly what you're what you're saying. There's a sort of relief 
that people express when they're finally finding somebody that is also saying these things that they felt or thought of, you know, their whole lives in some cases, but have never found that sort of validating voice uh, for, um, you know, when people aren't given uh, language and other people, you know, to help them connect with these ideas, then it, you know, as you're saying, it can be extremely alienating. Um, so I, I think, I think you are doing something very important with stop having kids. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, really trying to get the conversation started, uh, exactly. as globally, locally and globally as possible. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I, I get into these situations with people every week, uh, just, just by being out, just by going about my life and wearing stop having kids stuff. So many people yeah. comment on it. Uh, Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, amazing. Uh, Dietz, may I ask, why are you an antinatalist? Well, I've been an antinatalist for over half my life at this point. Uh, I only found out about the word antinatalist probably seven years ago when I had my first partner. And uh, one of our first times hanging out together, she asked me if I was antinatalist. And I was like, what's that? And she explained very briefly. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've been like that for a long time. I just never knew that word. Wow. So I think I, I, my, my memory is pretty shit. But if I had to guess, I think the first time I realized I was antinatalist was maybe in, it was either late middle school or early high school. And if my memory serves me right, I was leaving lunch early. Um, I would just go to lunch sometimes and just try to eat and then just like get out of there. And I would just try to walk around the hallways and stuff for the remainder of the lunch session because I just didn't want to be around all those people. I wasn't, I didn't really have any close relationships with uh, the people I went to school with. And um, yeah, I just honestly couldn't really stand most of them. So I would have just preferred my uh, alone time. And I was just walking out of lunch one day and I was just thinking like, just why does anyone need to experience this? Like, why does anyone need to be brought into this world? And yeah, I mean, at its core, no one is being deprived by not coming into existence. And right. by coming into existence, you're going to suffer all kinds of problems and hardships and struggles that otherwise could have been avoided. And yeah, it's just a really gnarly world. And when I first became antinatalist, my awareness of what was taking place in the world was next to nothing. Um, so, you know, as I've gotten older and I've learned so much more and I was never willfully ignorant, there were just so many things that I just simply wasn't aware of. And yeah, as I've become more and more aware of the world and seen things not change for the better at all, um, my, uh, my feelings about antinatalism have only strengthened, which is obviously what led to, you know, building up, stop having kids. But yeah, I mean... I think there's so many reasons that that you come up with for um, why we shouldn't be bringing kids into this world. And uh, yeah, I think I think we should, you know, have a lot more freedom than we do. And our privacy has, for one thing, has been taken away. And yeah, just like what kind of life is, what kind of life are we giving people? We could we could spend 10 hours straight if we wanted to really talking about so many things, so many reasons why it's so messed up to bring someone into this world. 
So yeah, and I'm I'm sure we'll talk more about this throughout the episode. But Absolutely no, but but it does seem endless when you really get down to it. Just all yeah. the many reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm curious, how do you define antinatalism? Well, I kind of define it, you know, differently at different times. I I tell a lot of people about the word, so it's not always the same words that are coming out of my mouth. But uh, you know, I say it's being against human procreation. And, you know, there's, there's some people who are antinatalists and they might be antinatalists because they just like hate humans. Right. Um, for me, um, I'm antinatalist and I think most antinatalists are, are antinatalists because, because of the ethical implications of coming into existence. Um, all the suffering um, that it's going to cause that individual to come into existence, all the suffering that that individual is going to cause, um, potentially cause other humans and other animals, the destruction that they're going to cause the environment. Um, and yeah. Do you have a background or an interest in philosophy in general? No, I do not have a background in philosophy. And oftentimes when I try to read philosophical text, I get pretty bored. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not really that into philosophy that much. What and or whom have been your strongest antinatalist influences so far? Honestly, I think just really life experiences and just yeah. reading a lot of books and watching a lot of documentaries and thinking about my own personal experiences and the experiences of people I know. Uh, it's really just the world at large that's been my biggest influence, not any um, antinatalist in particular. Okay. Um, I mean, I have read David Banatar's book, Better to Have Never Been, but it didn't really influence me in any kind of way. Yeah. Um, I just kind of read it out of curiosity, but it didn't really make me think of things that I hadn't thought of before or anything. So yeah. I would just say like myself and the world at large. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you, do you actively still read uh, other antinatalist books? Do you watch a lot of antinatalist videos? I mean, how, when you're, you know, do you, do you actively engage with a lot of the, you know, the things produced around the subject? Not really. I have read a few um, antinatalist books uh, besides D David Benatar's book. Um, and I haven't really liked any of them. Uh, yeah. there's, there's been, they've all had a little bit um, that I found interesting, but um, oftentimes it's, uh, it's, you know, very boring. I yeah. did, there was one book called Cradle to the Grave yeah, and you sure. went a lot into uh, suicide and like, um, you know, like all the emergency visits from people who have tried to kill themselves and, you know, talking about suicide prohibition, all that. I did uh, find that very valuable. Mm -hmm. um, that definitely raised some, uh, uh, some awareness about some stuff for me. Cause yeah, I don't think I had thought about that before. Like um, I, I do, I have realized that like, yeah, a lot of people try to take their lives but um, I don't know if I realized that the failure rate was so high yeah. and that so many hospital visits occur each year because, yeah, people try to kill themselves and it didn't go as planned. Um, and yeah. then as far as videos, uh, every now and then I find a video on YouTube that I like. I really like this guy. I find him uh, fascinating. Uh, Sean Gulley, or I'm not sure how he's yeah. pronounced. I'm not I'm sure, sure how either, but he's very interesting. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he's cool. I like how he's just just real and raw. And uh, he had an antinatalist rap, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, I just like how he talks shit on life and bringing yeah. people into existence. And I, I really appreciate that authentic authenticity and putting himself out there like that, because yeah, it's something I really value about myself and other individuals who I find who um, seem to be uh, uh, living authentically and just being themselves. Cause I've always thought my whole life, what's the point of living if you can't be yourself. Right. Um, so yeah, I definitely uh, admire that about him and yeah, I would love to meet him one day, but yeah, besides that, I'm not really into a whole lot uh, in the anti-natalist world. I pretty much just like have my own thing going on and I'm just constantly building on it. Yeah, no, I think that's phenomenal though. I mean, just, just out of curiosity, do you, do you, especially since you've begun Stop Having Kids, do you engage with the larger anti-natalist community on the internet more now or, or at all really? Or, or you, you pretty much just, just stay separate? Yeah, I'm pretty much uh, just separate. I, uh, I've met some anti-natalists just, uh, being out on the streets and doing outreach demonstrations. Okay. Interesting. Um, and then all my personal relationships with people, uh, like my two partners, I have, I'm in two long distance relationships, one, uh, in the United States and one in Canada. Okay. And they're both super anti-natalists. Um, and then, yeah, I think I don't really have very many friends, but all my friends are anti-natalists and, uh, yeah. So as far as like, uh, interacting with people on social media and stuff, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't really do much of that at all. Um, sometimes I tell myself, oh, I probably should like go onto the Reddit anti-natalism more, but I don't know. I just like have so many things going on and I just don't feel like doing that most of the time. I don't feel like I'm missing out on very much. So yeah, no, no, I, I think I, I, I totally hear you. And, uh, and I find that fascinating about what you're doing. And I'll definitely, we'll de I'll definitely ask more about that uh, later on down the road. Cause I do find that aspect of what you're doing really, uh, just really interesting from my perspective. Um, I'm curious, how does your antinatalism intersect with other social and ethical issues for you? Um, such as atheism, veganism, and the right to die. Well, I'm not atheist. I identified as atheist for probably most of my life. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was raised to be Jewish and to go to synagogue and like get the bar mitzvah. And I think from the time I was about five years old, I didn't believe in God or like organized religion. Because um, yeah, like I said, I grew up Jewish and I was taught that uh, like Jewish people in America are kind of more of a minority, like the bigger religions are like, you know, Christianity and Catholicism. So I, I was thinking, well, if those are the more popular religions, then I mean, wouldn't that be like the right one? And then uh, one day uh, in synagogue, when I was very young, uh, there were some people from a church who came in and um, spoke. And I don't remember what they said, but it just sounded so irrational and I already thought everything that I was hearing in this uh, reformed Jewish synagogue was irrational and didn't make any sense and was like wishful thinking kind of stuff. So at that point, I was just like, nah, this is all just a bunch of uh, junk. Um, and then, yeah, I don't I, usually if people ask me about religion, I identify as anti-theist, like I'm against religion. Yeah. Um, there's some, I, I think religion causes so much harm and I'm not for any kind of lies yeah. and just believing in stuff just because it makes you feel good or because it gives you some kind of hope. Like I think everything should be as fact-based and evidence-based as possible. Absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, I think it was uh, doing, having my own kind of psychedelic experiences and reading about others. And then, um, yeah, just some other kinds of experiences I've had. And then also most recently watching the documentary series on Netflix, which I highly recommend to everyone, especially if you consider yourself an atheist, but really everyone anyway. Um, it's called Surviving Death. And yeah, reincarnation is something I used to not believe in. And and then, yeah, something a couple of years ago made me think, well, maybe it is a thing. I don't want it to be a thing. Like, I definitely do not want to be reincarnated. But um yeah, this documentary series, Surviving Death, definitely sold me on reincarnation. Like you hear some of these kids answer these like like 50 to 60 questions about things they there's no way they would be able to know if they weren't this person in another life. And they're answering these complex questions, um, that these very open-ended questions, um, just right after they're asked. So I definitely believe in reincarnation. I don't no, I wouldn't necessarily say that everyone is going to be reincarnated. Um, and I, like I said, I do not want to be, but I think there's a lot out there that we can't perceive and we can't understand. Um, so yeah, and I don't believe in any kind of specific God, but that, but I, but I'm just open to the possibility that there's, you know, something out there that we just don't know about. Um, but as far as the other stuff that you mentioned, uh, veganism, yeah, I've been vegan for almost 4,000 days of my life because uh, about 10 a little over 10 years awesome and um yeah i actually i think veganism and antinatalism are really one and the same because yeah. they're both rooted in uh practical harm reduction and non-exploitation and uh boycott and cruelty and when you have a child uh, you're opening them up to exploitation and to cruelty and to passing exploitation and cruelty onto others and to the earth. And um, yeah, so, you know, whether, whether you grow up vegan or not, whether you become vegan or not, we cause so much harm to the planet and to other animals. Um, and, you know, veganism, we're always talking about alternatives. So like, you know, if you want milk with your cereal, you don't use calf nourishment, you use uh, uh, quote unquote milk made from plants like oats or cashews or almonds or whatever else. And then, you know, if you're really into the look of leather and you want leather shoes, instead of wearing cow skin, you wear a leather made from, you know, pineapples or all kinds of other stuff that you can make uh, leather kind of looking things from. And and then, yeah, same thing with uh, childbearing. If you want kids, um, I think it goes against the principles of veganism to have kids for the reasons why I already explained. Yeah. Um, so you can help kids that already exist, and there are so many of them. And I just don't get vegans who have kids because there's no guarantee like every kid is a total gamble no matter how they were raised i've met multiple people who own these amazing farm sanctuaries where they have all these animals who have been rescued and now they're living out their lives uh, free from exploitation uh, getting the necessary veterinary care um, receiving kindness and love and they're tr they're in a trusted a trusting environment and they're able to 
just be themselves and make friends with the other animals that they're surrounded by, including the humans. And some of these people, some of these sanctuary owners who have had kids who grew up in this kind of environment don't even become vegan. Um, Exactly. And I think that speaks volumes, but yeah, I'm a big proponent of just combining the two words, veganism and antinatalism. Yeah. So I really like saying vegan antinatalism. And mm-hmm. there's a page on Stop Having Kids called Why Vegan Antinatalism and explains the uh, intersection of veganism and antinatalism and how they're really one and the same and how if someone is antinatalist because of the ethical reasons, and if someone's uh, vegan because of the ethical reasons, why are they, why are the antinatalists not vegan and why are the vegans not antinatalists? Right, right. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that specifically because I do, I do think it's really interesting that you've designated that as vegan antinatalism as essentially its own school of antinatal thought. And I've, I've heard that term a lot over the last couple of years. It's become more and more prominent um do you actually have any idea where the origin of that term is from because i honestly don't know veganatalism yeah um well i i mean i'm certainly not the first person to ever put the word out there yeah but i did just like think of it one day and then i'm pretty sure i like typed it on the computer and yeah there was something out there that already said veganatalism yeah um so yeah, yeah it just it just came to yeah i mean yeah. it just came to me but i didn't i didn't you know, find it elsewhere. And I'm not like the first person to put it out there. It's amazing to me how, uh, how vegans just think that they're so special just for being vegan. Like we shouldn't even uh, need the word vegan because it's just, it's just basic decency. It's just like, we shouldn't have a word like for someone who's like, who doesn't rape. Yeah. Um, We shouldn't necessarily need a word for people who don't exploit animals, but we have to have a word because so many people do. And and, and so like, much of so much of the antinatalist community is is not vegan. I mean, it's a pretty l- yeah. large percentage. I mean, I would say a lot of the more active people are vegan. I've noticed that, like people that actually create antinatalist content, mostly vegans. I was just going to say you could say the same thing about the vegan community because you know, anyone can call themselves vegan. Yeah. Um, and I would say, like, if you you know really ask if you really look at what vegans are doing and you ask them questions, a lot of them are not really following vegan principles. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a mess. And, you know, being vegan we're we still do so many harmful things. I mean, vegans still, uh, you know, drive cars and buy clothes and use paper and plastic and fly. And, you know, there's just, there's just so many things. So yeah, you're, you, you could be contributing to less harm um, than if you were not vegan. But like, for example, the food system doesn't operate uh, by supply and demand. It's all just about profit. So there's actually, actually way more that's produced than what's demanded for. Yeah. Um, so us like boycotting eating animals, we are not complicit um, with the animals being killed, except well, in the way that we are with our tax dollars. But yeah, I mean, us being vegan, we're not actually helping animals in any way. Um, but one thing you could do is, is help already existing animals if you want to help animals. Um, and having kids is not the way to do that because it's the, 
most environmentally destructive thing that you can do. And like I said before about these people who have sanctuaries who had kids and their kids exploit animals, like you're, you're, you're taking that risk. And there's so much evidence. There's so many people online who have even said like, yeah, I raised my kid vegan and they, they don't care. And you know, they go to these birthday parties and I've explained dairy to them a million times. And they still want to eat the cake and yeah, they just don't care. And at the yeah. end of the day, most humans like just don't care about very much at all, if anything at all. Um, and then you also asked about the intersection with uh, the pro right to die. Yeah. I kind of have to take it one step at a time with the website. There's so much and I'm still polishing so much of what's already been published for a while. Yeah. But um, this is something that I will uh, be including on the website in the future. I can't give you a timeline of when it's going to happen, but I'm going to okay. have a section on the website called peaceful goodbyes. And it's just another way to say like death with dignity or fantastic pro right to die, but I'm going to call it peaceful goodbyes. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we, we do not ask to come into existence. As far as I know, I do not think I came into existence. I'm sure you don't think you asked to come into existence. Right. And we should have the right to end our life when we want for whatever reasons we want. I mean, I think if, I mean, just for example, if there's like, you know, a 12, uh, a 12 year old girl and she breaks up with her boyfriend and she wants to kill herself because she's like so heartbroken by the breakup, like, eh, I, I'm not saying like she shouldn't be able to take her life, but maybe like have some talking with her, maybe go see a therapist for a little bit first and then decide. Um, but, but people like us who adults who are in their you know 20s 30s 40s etc yeah. um most of us if we wanted to take our life we probably have a lot more reasons and we've had a lot more time to actually consider this uh life path or end of life path i should say and yeah i think um i think it should be a right for all of us i think euthanasia should be readily available um I'm not really sure exactly what that would look like, but at the very least, we should just be getting the conversation started now and we can kind of work on other details over time. Um, like I said, there could be some kind of intervention where um, I don't think we should be forced to keep existing, but, yeah, exactly. but maybe we should in some cases like question um, if this is something like we really want to do. Sure. And um, yeah, I think, I think, this world could be so much better if, if we could really just embrace uh, everyone's right to die. And if we could just, just let people know, like, Hey, I think next Thursday I'm going to do this. Like, how about we get together before Thursday and, you know, do things that we love doing together and just have like a good time. And that way they don't find out after you died that you like shot yourself or something and you never got that closure. And, it's just, I, I've never dealt with it personally. I've never known anyone personally who killed themselves. I mean, I, yeah, no, I, I haven't known anyone personally. And, but, but I'm very open to the idea that uh, one or both my partners may kill themselves one day or, you know, other people I know. And I'm not against that. And I would love to know that, um, you know, th these people that I care about, like, aren't suffering anymore in this world. And, and as much as I love both my partners, I wish they were never born because then yeah. they wouldn't have had to suffer through this world. And 
they're exhausted by this life. It's just like getting increasingly worse, increasingly unbearable. And they're, they're alive for the same reasons that I am because we're just trying to bring some change to the world and, you know, help make it a little bit better uh, in some different regards. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this, this life just feels like a joke. Yeah. So I don't know well, if I answered that question no, well. You answered it, answered it beautifully. And I'm really excited to see that part of the, the website when you do uh, put that section up. I love the name of it final goodbyes was that, was that uh, peace, peaceful goodbyes peaceful goodbyes i'm so sorry yeah i think that's phenomenal and um yeah i think this is again I, you know uh, we'll talk about it later on but i think there's so many subjects you know for which antinatalism is sort of that next step in the conversation and the right to die i think is is one of those where um yeah. it, you know it's such a there's such a connection there you know between right to die activism and and uh and antinatalist activism yeah and, and um, yeah when I have these conversations with people about the right to die and I've had these conversations, I've had these conversations a lot Yeah, and people always agree. I've never heard, I mean, obviously there's 8 billion people in the world, so there's definitely going to be people who are against this, but in my personal experience talking about this subject with people, they, they agree. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think all this kind of stuff, anti-natalism, pro-right to die, veganism, all this stuff we've been talking about so far, it's all like this stuff. People should have been having conversations about this stuff way before we were even born. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's a depressing really, part of it. Exactly. It's really yeah. sad that this is all coming up so late in the world. Like when the world's really rapidly falling apart right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish, I wish this is stuff that I could have heard about when I was bored at home as a kid and I didn't know what to do with my free time, I wish I would have discovered stuff like this. Absolutely. Um, I feel exactly the same way for sure. Yeah. Um, as you know, anti-procreation is sometimes broken up into four general schools of thought. There's antinatalism, there's ephalism, there's vehement, the voluntary human extinction movement and child free. Um, do you have any thoughts about each of those? Um, yeah, so with child-free, uh, I think that's a completely valid way to live. No one has to have kids. It's just a biological ability. That's it. And for me, I've never for one second in my entire existence ever wanted kids, ever saw myself with kids, ever wanted to be a father, be married. And uh, that has never changed. And I've always seen having kids as a choice, as an option. And I was shocked to discover within, I don't know, I don't know when I finally realized this, I guess within the last couple or few years that most people think that they like have to have kids, that they have to be in a marriage and have kids. And that's just like, that's just life. That's just what you got to do. It's just like, you got to follow the stories that have been passed down to us. And right. Yeah, I really wish more people could just understand that, like, you don't have to have kids. And it's not in your best interest. It's not in the kids' best interest. It's not in everyone who's alive right now's best interest or the environment. Um, so, yeah, I think that's another thing that we really need to kind of normalize and spread. And, yeah, there's just – I think – I think people should – I think most people – don't even have the adequate uh, qualities and capacity to, to care for other life. Um, yeah. You know, so I think we all have our limits. So I think, you know, some people could maybe handle like 
a cat or a dog or a chicken or or multiples of those um uh, you know some temporary some permanently for the whole that those other individuals their whole uh life uh for me my limits are um i would say my limits are just like you know fostering for like a little bit of time but I personally don't really even want to do that right now. I just fostered yeah. a dog last year and um, that was, that was a big struggle for me. And I only did it because, um, because of COVID and everything like slowed down. So I had a lot yeah. more free time. So I was like, Oh, I'll see about fostering a dog. And um, that ended up being a lot bigger handful than I anticipated. And um yeah, I think people really need to question, uh, really do some self-examination and really figure out what they can do. And for me, I'd rather like, you know, make food and go distribute it to houseless people or, or really yeah. anyone for that matter, anyone who's hungry and wants to take some food. Um, I'd rather donate money. I'd rather go volunteer at a sanctuary. Like those are all things that I can do. So we have, all have right. to look at ourselves as individuals and see what's within our means. Um, but for me, like, yeah, I, I have uh, trouble caring for myself sometimes. Like I do too. It's, it's, it's hard. And it's really, I really struggle with balance. Like I, I've been an overworker for so many years in a row and almost every time I get sick, which isn't very often, but it's usually kind of bad when I do. And when I get sick, I'm pretty sure it's almost always from overworking. And I've just, it's just one, it's just the same struggle constantly. I just cannot like get a balance. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have kids so blindly and they don't do any kind of examination and they don't question, do I really have what it takes to adequately care for someone else? And 100%. You, you, yeah, and you can't you can't ever know anyway because you don't know what your kid's gonna be born with or what they're gonna develop later in life, what's gonna happen to them. And this whole like you're on your own after you're 18, that's total bullshit. Like you if you bring a kid into existence, you should be their safety net for their whole life. Like if I if I needed help if I needed financial help with something or whatever else, I I'm in my thirties, but I have no nothing against like reaching out to my parents for help. Like I'm only yeah any kind of hardship I'm in, I'm only in that position because of them, because they brought me into existence. Um, yeah, it's just the truth. Yeah. So people need to think about that too. Like people need to realize that any kind of harm their kid causes, not that most people like are realistic about harm in the world anyway, or even care about the harm they cause or others cause unless it's to them directly. Yeah. Um, but they need to realize that there's a degree of responsibility um, on them too, because uh, people are only in the positions to cause harm because their parents shot them into the world yeah. or their procreator shot them into the world. Um, and then, yeah, as far as voluntary human extinction movement, I'm not super familiar with everything they have going on. I don't really know if there's like, if they have much like active stuff going on, but I, I you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just that voluntary human extinction. So you're just like not going to have kids. Uh, you're just going to be part of like the just kind of let's get out of here peacefully um, in a yeah. peaceful way, you know, by not by not having kids. But I don't think 
like whether we're talking about stop having kids or voluntary human extinction movement, or if anything else ever develops in the future, um, you know, we're always going to be a small group of humans. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if you just look at all the world that's religious and how much religion pushes people to keep pumping out kids, um, and religion's not going anywhere. It's, it's here to stay. Um, and, we can see from the United States and from all over the world, it doesn't matter how bad people's situation gets, they'll still keep having kids. So um, stop having kids is never going to achieve a stop to having kids. And that's not our goal anyway, because I don't want to have unrealistic goals. Voluntary human extinction movement, they're never going to achieve a world where all humans volunteer to stop having kids and we just like embrace our extinction. Um, But it's good. It's good. Even though we can't uh, reach everyone, nothing can reach everyone. So we should still be putting these ideas out there anyway. Right. And, and, and normalizing this stuff, normalizing the idea of not having kids and, and not continuing our species. Like people are so egotistical and they have such a warped idea of, of humanity and they I, I get into these conversations with people all the time when i'm doing outreach demonstrations and they see no more humans as the end of the world they right. think the whole world is just us and can't exist without us and um yeah it's really sad that that people think we're that special we're just we're just another animal species and we're the most invasive species not only on the planet right now, but we have to be the most invasive species from the whole history of the planet. Mm. So out of billions of species who have ever existed, and it's not, uh, certainly not something I'm proud of. And um, right, of course. Yeah. So you asked about voluntary human extinction movement, child free. Uh, what were the other ones? Uh, ethelism and antinatalism. Okay. Um, yeah, ethelism. I don't identify as an ethelist myself. I'm not really much into interfering with uh, free living beings um, unless it's to help them. But when I say help, I mean like, you know, like if you see, these are just like examples off the top of my head. If you see like a, a deer with like, I don't know, like an injured limb or something, if there's something you can do to help them or you see, um, you know, an animal not able to get to water, we're not able to get to like safe, clean water, then, you know, maybe help them with some water. But I'm totally against like, you know, breeding animals to keep their numbers going, like what they do in zoos. And sure, of course, um, and I'm not like, I don't think a species uh, going extinct is necessarily like the worst thing in the world. Because, um, yeah, I mean, other animals, uh, you know, suffer too. And uh individuals for those species not coming into existence that's not necessarily a horrible thing um but you know if you are someone who does want to rapidly see other animals um go extinct um because that's uh you know less suffering in the world uh, i mean that's that's already uh going on i don't know the numbers but i think humans are causing around 200 plant and animal species to go extinct every day and I would think that that number is just going to keep increasing. Um, so, yeah, we're we're already you know we're already doing that really well. 
Um, doing it really horribly. Yeah, doing it really horribly. Like, I'm totally against it. I mean, the, the devastation we're causing to the planet and its inhabitants is, is really ugly and tragic. Um, but it's out of, like, regular people like you and me, it's pretty much out of our control. We're pretty powerless. And if we ever did become, like, a big enough threat to, um, you know, any of these, uh, you know, governments or corporations or anything that are, like, really rapidly, um, you know, destroying this this planet, they would just kill us, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I really wish that whole like red button question, if you could just push the red button and just end all life instantly without yeah. like any kind of pain or, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. any kind of suffering. I'm not, I'm not necessarily against that. Uh, of course it's like a hypothetical, um, as far as I know, we'll never have that red button and if we did, it wouldn't just be like some instant painless thing because it would be invented by humans and humans always make things worse than they have to be. Um, but the idea of there being no life, like not even just on planet Earth, but in the whole universe. I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's any other life like in the universe, but, but you know, it's possible. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, wh- why does life have to exist? Right. Um, right. Well, with all that being said, I still don't um, identify as an ethelist, but yeah, I don't think that life has to exist. Yeah. Um, and then for anti-natalism, um, what, what, what was this in reference to? Like, what about anti-natalism? Just that anti-natalism is like, it's a, you know, it's a blanket term. It's like the umbrella term for all of these different forms of anti-procreation, but in mm. a sense, it's its own category as well. That's sort of distinct, you know, from its own, uh, depending on who you ask, <laughs> it's sort of distinct from all these other sort of subsections. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think antinatalism is uh, really important and something yeah. we should all be embracing. We have the power to uh, discuss this kind of thing and understand it if we can, like, be honest and rational. Right. And I think we should embrace it. Um, and I think other animals are way more, um, complex, complex and advanced than we give them credit for, uh, far more conscious and aware than humans typically, uh, give them credit for because humans like to believe we're just like so above everything else. And we have all these kinds of qualities and capacities that others, um, don't have. But as far as I know, um, we are the only species who can really discuss antinatalism, who can discuss maybe we should stop having kids because of blah, 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 blah. I don't know if other species are, of course they have their own languages um, and they are uh, communicating with each other, but I don't know if any of them are communicating on that level. Like, Hey, there's, there's, um, there, there's no food here. We can't find any more water resources. We're, surrounded by all these other dangerous beings maybe we should stop bringing others into this existence so i don't know that um they're having those conversations but we can so i think we should definitely take advantage of that and use that to the best of our ability um with that being said i do think that um they uh, other animals can perceive like this isn't a life someone should be brought into like um for example years ago i read a story about a dolphin at a marine park where, you know, they're just, they're enslaved and they're performing these shows every day and they're living in basically like a big bathtub. And 
of course, they force breed them so they can keep having uh, more individuals to profit off of and to sell to, to traffic and sell to other marine parks and so forth. And there was this dolphin who uh, killed her baby. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I can't talk to that dolphin and find out for sure what happened, but I'm going to give um, them the benefit of the doubt and believe that they did it. Um, so they wouldn't, so that baby wouldn't have to suffer like they did. Um, yeah. I think dolphins are probably a lot more intelligent than we are. And um I think they can definitely have thoughts like that. And uh, yeah, I think that's what happened. So, so yeah, it's like really interesting when you think about it, because we are animals and um, that's not something I ever forget, but a lot of people do. Right. A lot of people forget right. that. And a lot of people also just deny it. A lot of yeah. people think it's an insult to, to call a human an animal. <laughs> Actually, we use it as an insult, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's another reason why I'm anti-natalist because like humans are just so, so in denial about everything and they can't even embrace their basic nature, just like what we are, who we are, where we came from, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's just like, yeah, what, what kind of world is this to bring someone into when everything's just been so like artificialized and yeah. you have to like, you know, if you want to feel like you fit in, you belong with others and everything, you have to like subscribe to all these just ridiculous beliefs that just continue to go unquestioned, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully, ho hopefully that answered it all. Well, those are yep. mine. That's that my was beautiful. Thank you so much for your thoughts on all of that. That was great. So now I'd like to talk to you all about uh, stop having kids. Uh, Deets, from what I understand, stop having kids launched originally in March, 2021, uh, which is really extraordinary to consider um, just how young an initiative this is and how well it's done already. Uh, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the first time I heard about stop having kids was through the activism of uh, Isaac Nickerson who seems to uh, be a really awesome activist in his own right. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about his involvement in a bit. What can you tell me about how Start Having Kids first began? Well, yeah, so it technically began in June of 2020 because okay. you know, we had to wear a face mask everywhere we went. And I figured, okay, well, if I'm going to wear this thing on my face everywhere I go, I would like to have a message on it. So I just... There is someone who does custom masks, like you just tell them what you want written on it and they'll, they'll make it. So I just said, Hey, I want a mask that says stop having kids. And that's all it was going to be just like just this personal mask for myself. Wow. And I just couldn't believe what happened after I started wearing it. Like I wore it everywhere. And so often I would get into conversations with people people would be like, I agree with that. I love your mask. Uh, sometimes people would ask me questions like, what do you mean by stop having kids? And sometimes people would be like, Oh, is that about overpopulation? And yeah, it was just such a huge conversation starter. And I wasn't getting into any kind of negative interactions at all. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, after I was wearing that for a bit, I was like, wow, this could be a thing you know, making something called stop having kids and yeah, just turning it into like a, a movement. That's what I thought of. Like I could make a movement out of this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just stuck with, uh, just the face mask for a while and, uh, it was late, uh, late 2020. And I have a friend who's a tattoo artist and he basically made me 
um, uh, tattoo that looks a lot like the um, the Stop Having Kids logo. It, it's just okay. like you know how the O has the baby like yeah. the line for them. Yeah, he made beautiful. me a yeah he made me a tattoo like that, and I asked him if he would make. I, I told him like I want to make this whole thing called Stop Having Kids, and I asked if he would make the logo. He was down to do it. Um, I got the domain. I was actually originally going to get stophavingkids.com and it was taken. Uh, it's not oh, anything. Okay. Like if you go to stophavingkids.com, there's, there's no website. So yeah. I think someone just like bought it and they, as an investment to sell to someone later on. Um, but anyway, I went with org and org was actually even more fitting. So, and I, my life was fairly unstable at the time. Uh, I started to have more stability in uh, late last year. And that's when I started going hard on the website. I just, well, I started building the website, but I went hard on it. And I still go hard on it to this day. I work on it uh, in at least some aspect almost every single day. Um, Amazing. And then, yeah, I, I decided to launch it in March. Originally, I wanted to launch it in January. And then I was like, no, it's not even close to ready yet. February, still not even close to ready yet. March, technically not close to, not ready yet, but it was good enough. And I didn't want to just keep waiting and waiting. And I was like, I, I knew that at the level that it was at at that point that it could still have like a big impact and be effective for what it needs to be effective yeah. in. Uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll launch it in March and I'll just keep working on it. So that's, yeah, that's, that's what it's, that's what I'm doing. Like, as I said, I'm like, I'm going to be making that peaceful goodbye section. I'm making a section yeah. called why foster and adopt. And I'm going to be making a section why overpopulation is real and, I have, and there's so many other sections. And then um, this, a lot of the stuff that I already have written on there, I need to um, kind of go back and polish and expand upon. And then I have sections that I just haven't even started yet, like the climate change and uh, human slavery and all kinds of other stuff. But yeah, I, I knew it was going to become a movement. I mean, that was my goal. I don't want it to, I didn't want yeah. it to be just become like some little thing that just a little bit of people know about. And, you know, someone wears a shirt here and there. Like I wanted this to get as big as possible. I'm extremely passionate about this subject. And after yeah. being vegan for so long and, you know, when you get someone to go vegan, um, it doesn't really change anything for the world. Um, but, you know, if, if someone, if you can get, if you can inspire people to not have kids where, I mean, there's so many other directions like stop having kids can take. That, that, that can really, that can really, uh, do some good. Absolutely. So, saving somebody from having to live an entire existence. I mean, that's a huge thing to, to prevent. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many other examples I could give you. Like for, uh, one thing, uh, something I like to really hit on, on the website is parenthood regret. So I have a really good section yes. about that and really trying to get people to, um, embrace talking about that, no matter how stigmatized it is, no matter how unpopular it is to talk about that, because yeah. it's so common. It's probably in the top five uh, biggest, most common uh, regrets adult humans experience having kids. And it's the least talked about out of all the regrets. And yeah. so many less kids would be being born, and so many people would not be uh, losing their quality of life so bad if they were to like openly have these conversations exactly people could really think more into it before having kids so that's like a really big thing i just talked to i did the first stop having kids uh tabling event last saturday at this uh vegan event it was mostly oh, wow. vegan. yeah it was mostly vegan food but 
I found out about the event, I think two or three days before it was starting. And, and I just, I just emailed them to see if I could have a table there. And the uh, husband and wife who put it on, they were all about it. Like all about, they had never heard of stop having kids before, but they tried to amazing. Yeah. They're all about us. They're like, yes, please have a table here. And, um, it was, it was crazy. It was the most popular table at the whole event. Um, not not financially, but socially, like there were, there was a constant stream of people. I was having so many conversations and it was all super positive. I didn't have one person say anything negative or try to argue against it. And this one woman really stuck out because she came up to the table and hung around for a little while. And she told me uh, numerous times that every single one of her female friends who has had kids regrets having kids. And it's a parenthood regret is, yeah. I mean, parenthood regret um, for me, that kind of topic got started online. Like I would just read about, I would read articles about it and, and just people talking about it on um, maybe on like Reddit or something. I can't remember. And yeah, I just found that like really fascinating that it's such a major regret, but people aren't really talking about this. But since doing Stop Having Kids and all this um, street outreach, I'm seeing it left and right. Parents are coming up all the time and saying either directly or indirectly um, that they regret having kids. So yeah, it's, it's crazy how common it is. So there's so many, there's so many ways um, stop having kids can bleed into society, into people's lives in like a really positive way. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, so I wanted, I didn't want to make it this like super simple thing. I wanted to make it like very multifaceted, very intersectional, um, I call it a, a collective liberation movement and it's anti-consistent uh, anti-oppression. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there really is even another cons- another organization out there or another movement out there that's as consistent anti-oppression as Stop Having Kids. Because, um, yeah, there's, there's other things out there. Um, you know, there's stuff about like... Uh, I mean, just some examples, stuff against like child abuse and rape and racism and... But, none of these things are getting to the core and the core is exactly. producing kids. Cause as long as more kids are coming into the world, we're going to have more racists and more rapists and more uh, child abusers or people who are going to be victim to these things. So by not addressing uh, the root of it all, which is having kids, you're basically just doing your cause a disservice in my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and, and you, you are the sole founder of Stop Having Kids, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And is there any kind of core team now to Stop Having Kids, like a core team of members? Is, is Isaac one of the core members? No, he's okay. the, uh, Isaac Nickerson is the uh, Seattle, Washington organizer. So uh, yeah, he, I don't know how regularly, but um, to some degree regularly uh, goes out there and does a street outreach like holding signs and he has cards to give away to people and yeah just yeah. lots of meaningful conversations and so forth um and so what as, he did in seattle was a big inspiration to you is that is that correct uh no no okay. i mean i was okay. i i had i had made signs and stuff and you know he got some signs printed and went out and did that um but he 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 stepped foot on the streets and went out and did this before i did okay um but it, it was something I was planning on doing anyway. I had just, I just hadn't done it yet. He had a crew of people. Um, he could just go out and do this with in Seattle. I didn't have that privilege in Portland. I didn't, I don't really know many people out here and 
yeah, people who, who are willing to do that or people who are actually willing to do it and follow through with it. Um, so, and it was just like a couple weeks after he got started, I, I went out to Seattle a couple of times and, and I joined them. And then, uh, when my partner came out to Portland and visited me, uh, we did it almost every day for two weeks straight, uh, going out and, and doing outreach and, um, yeah, as far as core team goes, and we can talk more about the outreach later, but as far sure. as core team goes, cause I know you had asked that, um, yeah. there is no core team. I'm pretty, it's almost like a one man band right now. I'm okay. pretty much doing everything, but, Amazing. um, I have had a little bit of help here, here and there. Like, um, I have a friend who lives in Arizona and she's helped, uh, to proofread, uh, a bunch of the different sections. And um, she's added in some of her own writing, too. And she's a great writer. Um, I think her, uh, I think this thing that she worked on that sticks out the most um, from the website is the section called My Kid Could Save the Planet. I think it's, yeah, I think that's what I it's called. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I wrote that. I gave it to her to proofread. And um yeah, she changed a lot of it, like to her own wording. And I, I think she like, add, yeah, she added some stuff and she did like uh, an absolutely amazing job with that. And she helped a lot with like the parenthood regret section and, and some other sections. And then Isaac has helped me proofread some of the sections. Um, someone else has helped me proofread a little bit. So that as far as uh, getting help, it's been mostly uh, with like proofreading and yeah, assistance okay. with writing incredible um, but and then i've you know been paying uh a couple artists for like the illustrations okay uh, but yeah i would love one day to have a core team yeah uh, that would that would be amazing i'm certainly not against it um but as of right now i'm doing uh pretty much all the stuff and i don't have a team but i i I would love to embrace having a team one day I that's, just, that's honest that's incredible like honestly i did not expect that answer like I really I thought you did have a a core team and the fact that you are doing so much of this all by all by your lonesome is just really impressive yeah like the photography photography is me I'm uh I'm constantly uh further developing the website there's some like real technical uh custom website design stuff that I don't know how to do so um in that case I, I reach out to a guy on Fiverr and I'm like hey I'm trying to like this section is too high can you trim some of this away or or whatever else so make some adjustments for me but yeah and I'm, I'm doing just just about everything that's incredible that's really really inspiring um i love the website I, I i do have a bunch of questions about the website a little later on but i think it's i think it's phenomenal and i love the way that it's changed you know over the last couple of months and all the stuff you've been adding to it um and i also love like the social media outreach part of it um, and, and I, I particularly follow along with the Instagram, uh, mostly, but I mean, we're good. We're, Cause that's what I put the most effort into. I so. was going to say, is, is that, is, is that where you've generally had the most, uh, engagement is Instagram? Um, I'm not sure. I, okay. so, okay. The, the number one prior, the number one priority to me is the website. That's what I yeah, put yeah. most well, my be. energy and focus into. Right. Um, of course, like the website has the most information. And when I'm out with the banner and the signs um, that that has a website on it and I always have handout cards on me. So whenever people um, compliment my shirt, which is all the time, I always offer them a card. So 
I mean, most people just assume that it's a random shirt. They don't realize that there's like a whole movement and stuff behind it. So yeah. offer them a card so they can, um, well, there's a lot of interesting text on the card and then, yeah, they can go to the website and find out more and spread it around. Um, but yeah, so uh, website is number one priority by far. Uh, after that is Instagram. After that is Facebook. And last is Twitter. So the Twitter's the weakest and has the lowest amount of followers. The Facebook has the highest amount of followers. And okay. um, I do have um, someone who helps with the Facebook. Like she'll, um, like I'll send her some stuff and she'll put some posts on there. She'll respond back to some some people's messages. So me and her both um, working on the Facebook. I do the Instagram exclusively. Um, she's okay. starting to help now with the Twitter. It's just all that social media is just a little too much for me. It's a and time I'm suck. Not, it's a it's a time suck, and I don't, I don't, I just don't really like it. Um, I find Instagram yeah. is the least off putting to me out of the three major social medias that we're talking about. And um, there is a TikTok coming soon because uh, the person I'm talking about who has helped with the uh, uh, with the Facebook and the Twitter, um, she she really believes that Stop Having Kids should have a TikTok. Um, TikTok is yeah. the biggest social media platform, I believe. And I was like, if you wanna if you wanna do that, if you wanna run the Stop Having Kids TikTok be my guest like i'm all for it but i'm not touching that like i'm never i'm probably never gonna have that app on my phone i'm not i'm not getting into that so so yeah i mean she's a very busy person so i have nothing against her not following through and not doing it uh, but I, I think she already did yeah she actually already did start the page i don't know if she's posted anything okay. yet but the youtube is actually going to be launching uh probably today or tomorrow excellent um, excellent I, yeah the channel set up is just a matter of uploading the first video um, but I think once that's uploaded, she'll she'll probably share something to the TikTok. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I have to say, I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I I I do have to say, I I kind of I have my reservations about TikTok as well. But I think the strength of a lot of the video that's coming out of Stop Having Kids, like I think it would be a mistake to not have a TikTok. I I actually have to agree. Um, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, and and and, and honestly. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but I mean, there is, there is a, there are other people in the world doing like antinatalist street activism and that's gone over very, very well on TikTok so far, like other examples of that. Mm. So I bet you anything, you've got a big audience there, you know? Oh yeah. And I yeah. mean, if you, I sent you a couple of videos the other night, just so you could have Amazing. a little bit more insight. And I love yeah, if you saw yeah. that video with that, like really angry guy, I think that yeah. would have, I think that would do pretty well on TikTok. And there's there's going to continue to be more of that stuff. Unfortunately, I've had other cases like that guy too. But um, sometimes, like, sometimes, you know, something amazing would happen. Amazing in terms of, like, oh, this is great video footage to have and to share with the world. Yes. But yes. Um, my GoPro, which I have on me as, like, a body cam, it um, overheated a lot. Because oh, no. um, a lot of the time when I was doing Stop Having Kids Outreach, it would be, like, over 90 degrees and the GoPro was just overheating like crazy and it would shut off without me knowing. Um, so there, there, there were quite a handful of situations that would have been great to have had documented and yeah, just, it just didn't capture it. But, but oh, this, I shame. mean, this is, yeah. this is something I'm doing very regularly. Um, and it's, I, I think especially after the YouTube comes out, I think it's only going to continue to spread. 
I know and, it. Um, I, I think the strength of this footage is going to go far. I really, really do. And I, I do want to ask you more about that in a bit. I'm curious if you can tell me a little bit, like, sort of like the legal status. I'm not sure what else to call it of Stop Having Kids. Like, are you registered as a company of any kind? Um, do you have any plans to move towards becoming an NGO at some point in the future? Yeah, so right now I'm just transitioning to becoming an LLC. Uh, and in the future, I'd like to be a nonprofit or an NGO, but I'm okay. just not sure, you know, what that looks like and when that will happen. Obviously, it's yeah. quite a big process, not something you can just like fill out a form and just be changed all of a sudden. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit overwhelming and I'm already constantly overwhelmed as it is. So I'm just trying to take it one step at a time. Um, the only way to do it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just, just doing the best I can, of course, um, donations to stop having kids are extremely important and essential. And I know Absolutely. I would be getting a lot more donations if I were like a nonprofit because people could get those tax deductions. Um, sure. So, I, I think yeah. the videos are going to help that a lot. I really, I, just in my opinion, I, I think that's, uh, but anyway, I will put the link to where you can donate to stop having kids below as well as the Patreon. So everybody please go check that out for sure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so now I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, this phenomenal street activism that you guys are doing in more detail. I wanted to say that, you know, you guys are so much more brave than so much of the antinatalist community is and it's just so refreshing to see it's exceedingly rare for people to be brave enough to talk to anybody in public about antinatalism um so it it's is so it's incredible to watch you guys do this um yeah, this is this has to be part of normalizing it right exactly exactly um and so i, I mean i think that you know you're not only exposing you know, people who aren't antinatalists to this subject, but you're also doing an important service to antinatalists that already exist, mm -hmm. you know, in showing them what's possible, you know, because antinatalist activism in general is still very, very new. You know, it's, it, it's kind of uncharted territory. Yeah. In a lot of I'm ways. trying yeah. to make sure stop having kids is really mm -hmm. the vanguard, really the forefront yep. of the antinatalist movement and like just, maximizing that as much as possible and really yeah. trying to inspire other people to get active too because it's, it's not enough to I mean most people are not having these conversations at all in right. any kind of degree right um and I'm just trying to maximize that show how much you can do right that the outreach has been so amazing it's so opposite of what most people would think mm -hmm. um i mean i i haven't like traveled the world and done this everywhere and i don't even think this would be possible in much of the world like for example china the world's biggest population uh at the moment india is going to overtake that but i don't even think you could do this in china <laughs> so china probably not yeah. but there's there's a lot of antinatalism in india a lot yeah, yeah yeah exactly so i think people could definitely try this in india and there have been some people have reached out and they say they want to start this there so um yeah i hope that'll kick off in the coming months yeah. but yeah the outreach has been absolutely incredible and it's been yeah. so refreshing for my own life as well um every time i do it and i've done lots and lots of uh vegan specific outreach before um like last year for for example something i did a few times was uh, I was trying to inspire a uh, 
a dairy-based ice cream place in Minneapolis to go completely plant-based. They already have plant-based options, which people really loved. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just just change the milk. And instead of using yeah. animal milk, use plant milk. So me and some people, we sit in front of this place um, on a handful of occasions with what I thought were pretty powerful signs. Uh, but people didn't care. They were completely apathetic and... Mm. Saw very, very few people actually care. Didn't really have many meaningful conversations. And it was very draining. You just go home feeling like really depressed and drained. Yeah. And I got to say this antinatalism activism, obviously it's about more than just antinatalism, but, uh, you know, to put in simplest terms, uh, it's been the total opposite. Like every wow. time you're having so many meaningful conversations or at least I have in my experience because I, I can't yeah. talk for everyone who's participated with stop having kids so far um but so many amazing conversations so much support like when I started stop having kids I had no idea what was going to happen I didn't know how it was going to be received I didn't know how many people in the world would support something like this but mm-hmm. but I gotta tell you it's been incredible um there's a couple exceptions but uh, as far as, um, the main places where I've done it. So Portland, Seattle, other places in Oregon, like Eugene and Ben, mm-hmm. no exaggeration as far. I can't, I can't say what everyone's thinking and what everyone's feeling, but I can report on, um, reactions that, um, that I can perceive. Um, and yeah, it's like 90% support in all these places. It's incredible. incredible. So many people agree with this stuff. So many people, you know, they don't, they don't know what it's necessarily about in the beginning, but you know, sometimes people they're coming at it from like overpopulation or, or yeah, like the suffering aspect or, you know, there's, yeah. there's other things too. Um, but then, yeah, when you have conversations with people and you can, really tell them like what it's all about. It's amazing how many people agree with this. I've had a bunch of people um, give me donations like out of their car, like they're stopped at a red light and we're just having like a little interaction and they're seeing the signs and they'll just hand me like a $20 bill or something. I've had um, someone come up to me and give me $50. This guy, I was just like um, at a crosswalk. Uh, We were just holding up some signs and a banner. A guy just walks across the street and says a little bit of words to me and hands me a $50 bill. Um, it's amazing, uh, the support, so many people, uh, uh, waving from their cars, friendly honks, tons of support from parents, even parents who are with their kids. That's incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, a few of the times that I've done this in Seattle, it's right across, um, the street from an aquarium, which by the way, fuck aquariums, but, um, it's in between like an aquarium and this very touristy spot called Pike's Place Market. And you, every, there's like just a constant huge rush of people crossing the street. So, and then also people driving by that are seeing the stuff too. And it's amazing, like how few people actually like come up and say nasty shit. And some of the people who do come up really angry um, and hostile and defensive. Yeah. If they're willing to actually let you talk and they're willing to actually listen to the words that you're saying oftentimes, and I'm not exaggerating, oftentimes, most of the time, they end up actually appreciating what we're doing and agreeing with what we're saying and why we're there. Um, It's the people who uh, rush to uh, assumptions and beliefs and who tell us what we're doing without actually finding out what we're doing. Uh, Those those people are very problematic. Yeah. Um, 
and you know people are just like living in denial and stuff but the amount of i've met so many interesting people doing this and it's not even just doing the outreach it's also um just going out wearing stop having kids stuff like almost yeah. every time i do it um people comment on it and it's it's positive over 99 percent of the time because i i literally i think that um for every person who um says something negative to me when i'm wearing the stop having kids there's over 100 people who say something positive it's it's constant um it's incredible i've i've gone into stores where it's like smaller stores and it's just five employees and every single employee is like all about it um i've gone into a store it takes me a while to get out of places sometimes because like you walk into a store and you run into customers who are all about who who ask you about it or they're all about it from the start and then you get into these conversations and then you get to the register and the cashier is all about it and then you get out to you go to watch your car in the parking lot and someone who's walking to the into the store sees you and then they say something you get into a conversation with them so it's amazing how often sometimes i do something that's supposed to take like five or ten minutes and it ends up taking me like 45 minutes or an hour because i'm just getting i'm having like all these interactions with people and i had no idea that so many people were all about this or that they were thinking this they're not you know all about it in terms of like you know getting this message out there and talking about this with other people but it's not, i've met a lot of people who say me and my partner we're always talking about this but we don't know anyone else who is um so i let people know there's actually like a lot of us out there um but yeah there's yeah. been so many surprises like when um when we did it in minneapolis which is where my partner lives um, she had the experience with me in Portland where we did it for almost every day for two weeks straight and it was super positive. Uh, but she was nervous about doing it in Minneapolis. She was willing to do it out there, but she was definitely nervous. She's worried about how people were going to receive it. And honestly, we were both, sh I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say I was shocked cause I didn't have expectations, but yeah, I was shocked to a degree. Um, how well supported it was out there. Like it might have even been um, more supported than Portland and Seattle. And I didn't think it could get better than that. Um, and like one thing that really surprised me was Muslim women. Uh, some of the people who were the most like ecstatic about stop having kids were Muslim women. Just it's a very um, they have a pretty large Muslim population. Yeah, uh, it's very Minneapolis is very diverse. Unlike Portland, Portland's predominantly white, unfortunately. But um, we were just seeing one Muslim, one Muslim woman after another, after another, after another, just super like amped about this message. And I would have never, ever, ever guessed that would happen. Um, we didn't see the same thing with Muslim men per se, but definitely Muslim women. Yeah. I mean, I actually am not terribly surprised by that just because I, I know, I know there's a huge population of, of ex Muslims that are antinatalist. Um, mm. And there's a, one of the biggest, some of the biggest antinatalist communities uh, online, at least, are from countries that are predominantly uh, Muslim uh, or, you know, or are Arabic speaking, you know, e Egypt, different places like that. So it, it doesn't it's not it's not uh, it's not a huge surprise, but it's still like a, I mean, just because I, I've seen evidence of it. But it is a huge surprise. Like I remember when I initially f saw evidence of that, I, I found it absolutely shocking. Yeah, and it's incredible. But yeah, I, I have to say in my own experience uh, of talking to people about antinatalism, um, 
it just ignites people. You know, it's this, mm-hmm. again, whether they've been thinking about it in other parts of their life in the past or not, it's something very, you know, in this world where it seems like everything is constantly regurgitated and there's sort of nothing new and people get a little jaded about, you know, there not being anything sort of new to think about. Antinatalism is this like, you know, <laughs> this unicorn thought for a lot of people, yeah. I think. It really makes it just shocks them, them, but in a very positive way. Yeah, and it, especially when they when they realize that you don't want there to be no more humans being born uh, because like just fucked humans, it, and it's rooted right. in like ethics. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The ama- the amount of people I've made smile, like yeah, really big genuine smiles. You see their faces light up. Yeah. It's incredible. Like so many people. Sometimes you get when we're doing this, we have like five or six cars in a row that are waving at us, giving us a thumbs up, uh, doing the friendly honks. Like last yeah. night I did this in Portland last night and there were at one, at one time there was four cars in a row that were doing that. Wow. Uh, Incredible. And uh, one of my favorites is when, um, someone comes up and they're actually being really nasty and they're just totally against it. And they assume that other people think that the way, think the way they do and while they're talking shit to us, all these people are coming by and being like, fuck yeah, and honking and <laughs> waving and be like, I love Amazing. you and thanks for doing this. And I love that. Well, I think part of it is that you you guys are, you are using a, a very effective approach. And it, it, there's almost sort of like a, a magic word kind of quality to mm-hmm. some of what you're saying, you know, that the, just that that simple phrase of let's take care of what's already here. You know, the life. Yeah. Let's have already existing life. That we you have can, a sign I can see it. That. I can see it in these videos. Like people's, you know, their minds open up hearing. Yeah. It, you know, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty simple concept, but so many people haven't really considered it before. People are dying um, to hear it. Exactly. Hear it. Yeah. Exactly. And I um, met a lot of people who have worked in the foster care system or they're from the foster care system yeah, And they're like, yeah, ugh, something like this is so needed. So many people have said like something like this is so needed. Yes, And yeah, I really, I'm not like trying to boast or talk myself up or anything, but I, mm-hmm. I genuinely, and I'm a super honest person. I would never say something if I didn't mean it. Um, I really feel like I cracked some kind of code with this. I think you did. I think um, you have. I think you have. I think you've, I was going to say this much later on, but I think you've kind of happened upon a formula for engaging with a more general public uh, around this subject that the rest of us have kind of not been able to hit on. Because like, yeah. the, ne- the next question I was going to ask you, and I think this just follows into what we're saying, is like, you know, there, the last three years, and, and before that too, there is a history of, of antinatalist street activism. Um, you know, there's, there's the Church of Euthanasia, which I think does fit un- under that to a large degree. There's also Danny Shine in the UK, um, but these are, and I, and I, and I, I love Chris Corda and I love Danny Shine, but they are more aggressive techniques, you know, uh, like, you know, Danny Shine has a megaphone <laughs> and it's yeah. like, it's, it's just, you know, it's great. And he, and he, and, you know, he's the one who's, who's video uh, doing that kind of antinatalist activism on the street went viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So it definitely still has a lot of power to it and, 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 yeah. and, and, and people engage with it, but, but the way that you're, um, interacting with the public is is a completely different has a completely different tone to it yeah i my goal i'm trying to make stuff that i'm trying to put messages out there and yeah make this all in a way that people can't talk shit about it and people can't argue against it 
And of course, people can talk all the shit they want. They can argue about stuff, argue against stuff all they want. But I'm trying to make it as impossible to do that as possible, if that makes any sense. No, I I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah, I think think it's going so well. So yeah, last week I had that uh, tabling at the uh, vegan event. And the night before there was a big free music festival in Portland called mm-hmm. uh, Cathedral Park Jazz Festival. Okay. And from what I read on the website, it says it's the biggest jazz music festival west of Mississippi. And so had no idea what to expect. I knew there were going to be tons of families there, like parents with kids. Yeah. Um, because it did state on the website that's a very family-friendly event. And yeah, we, we pulled up. It was just me and one person. I was with a uh, transgender girl. Yep. And um, yeah, we, I saw that there were so many people and I had no idea how it was going to go because they're there. I mean, I've done a lot where there's a lot of, you know, families and kids, but also I haven't run into many situations uh, in gen- generally speaking with uh, people like, you know, being super negative and getting super hostile to me. It, it does yeah. happen sometimes, but yeah. all the worst situations that I've experienced have been in Portland. So I was like, okay, like, how is this going to go? Um, and we, so we just set up on this one corner um, that it was pretty much like the biggest hot spot we could have chosen from the whole event. I mean, we we're right next to uh, where all the porta potties are. So you have about 15 porta potties and there's a constant line, a constant uh-huh. big line of people waiting for porta potties. And then behind the porta potties, there's all the food venues. So you got the people coming, coming for food, leaving from getting food. Yeah. And they're all walking by us. They're all seeing us. I mean, I'm holding a big banner and uh, my friend Stephanie is holding a sign and almost from this, I'm not exaggerating, almost from the second we set up, we put, we we'll always bring a giveaway box. So I give yeah. away like free food and other essentials. Like I had sanitizer and sunscreen. And I was giving away free stop having kids face masks. Yeah. So just set that up in front of us. We were holding our stuff. And the, I think the very first person to come up with was a mom who had three kids and she was all about it. Wow. And, and um, she was like asking how she can donate. And then it was, we were there for one and a half to two hours and we probably had about three to five minutes total where we just weren't talking to anyone at all. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just constant and nothing. The only negative things that happened the whole time was there was someone who drove by and I know he said something nasty. Like, I don't know what the words were, but I could just tell from his tone that he said something nasty, Um, which is so common. People, if people can just like, um, just go by real quick on a bike or a car. They'll say something nasty, but people don't do it like to my face nearly as right. much. Right. Um, so there was that. Yeah. And then there was one guy who was basically saying that, you know, we picked like the wrong event, like the wrong target. He's like, you know, people here are only having like one or two kids. Obviously we're against any amount of kids. Right. But also I said to him, like, how do you know? Do you ask everyone if they're only having one or two kids? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was, there was one guy who came up and he was like, stop having kids which that that's happened a lot um so i just started explaining to him and i think within a minute of explaining maybe even less than a minute he pulled out his wallet and gave me a 20 dollar bill wow so it it was just amazing like i wasn't i wasn't expecting it to be like a horrible night where it's like so much negativity because it's never been like that before anywhere i've done this but um 
I was not expecting that much support, especially where there's parents and kids everywhere. And there was, um, there was a a dad this was in the first 10 minutes too Mm -hmm. he was with his daughter she couldn't have been more than 10 or 11 years old and he was all about it and he he had his daughter stand next to me in the banner and he got a photo of us wow (laughs) and then um in the sneak peek of the youtube video that i sent you yeah um uh yeah the night before when i was doing outreach in portland um as you see in the beginning of that video there was a mom and her three daughters crossing the street yeah. And the the mom is clapping and she's like, Can I can I get a photo with my daughters and you? Yeah. So I mean, we are so supported by it's people amazing. from all walks of life, whether yeah. they're parents or not. It's amazing. It's the people would not expect this. I really want people to realize like this is not you know, super negative, like you yeah, at least super negative uh, reactions like you think. And of course, like if I pick certain areas of the country, I'm sure, you know, there would be way yeah. less positivity. Like there's certain places I'm going to stay away from. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people have said, well, you know, if you do it in this area, you'd probably get shot. Uh, that's technically possible any area you do it. Um, it's probably more probable in certain areas. But what does that say, too, about the world that we live in that? Like if you right. hold a sign that's harmless, that you could get shot. I, it's funny. I, I, I mostly hear antinatalists say that, <laughs> that, that uh, more than anybody. They're like, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've been told so many times, like, oh, if you talked about this on television, you'd get yourself shot, or you talk about it at a school, you'd get yourself shot. And it's just, it's, <laughs> um, I mean, I do think that there is some truth to, again, like, you know, yeah, sure, you say in certain places that unfortunately might be the case. And that is, as you're saying, the world we live in. But yeah. there's also just an enormous amount of catastrophizing, I think, sometimes about um, being open and honest about this subject. It's it's not always what the reality really is, as I exactly. think you're Yeah. And pe- yeah, people need to realize that this is a message that people from all walks of life can get on board with. Like, yeah. There's people from all kinds of walks of life who exactly. believe that people should not be having kids. Yeah. And, and, and it's a, and it's a message pe- people desperately need to hear on top of it. Number one thing people should be talking about. Exactly. Well, I wanted to talk a, a little bit about one of the interactions that you had that I just thought was so phenomenal. And I just want you to know that I, I've watched this video so many times. And that was your incredible interaction with a woman by the name of Gabriella, um, who was a, a, a German-born uh, woman who encountered you on the street. And she was so excited to meet you, so incredibly uh, inspired by you. And she has this incredible line in, in the video that's on Instagram, uh, you know, saying like, this is the first time I've seen anything this freaking positive out here in my whole life. Yeah, and, I remember uh, that. And it's just, it's just an incredible video. Um, so I'm curious if you've kept in contact with Gabriella at all. Has she become a regular supporter? Um, not that I'm aware. I, I, that was in Seattle, Washington. So that's, oh, okay. three, that's okay. three hours from where I live or actually, okay. you know, depending on the traffic situation can be more than three hours, but, um, yeah, I only saw her that one day. I've yeah. only done this in Seattle, probably I think three or four times. Okay. Um, she lived, we were in, uh, we were in the Pike's place market area that day and she yeah. lives right by there. So she was just like walking around and she saw what we were doing and she was like hardcore all about it. Yeah. And yeah, I gave her a mask and that did that little interview with her and she was just so excited. And yeah, she said it was the most positive thing she's ever seen. And, um, and she was talking about how badly this message is needed. Um, I don't know 
if she's ever um, seen uh, another Stop Having Kids demonstration and interacted yeah. with any of these other people again. Um, I'm sure if she hasn't yet, like there's definitely going to be another time. And yeah, I would love for her to, um, to, you know, to volunteer and be part of that. Like no one, yeah. if you don't want to talk to people from the public, you don't have to, you could just, you could just go to something like this and just hold a sign. If someone tries to talk to you, you can say, Oh, we'll talk to that person over there. I mean, right, when I, right. when I do this with, uh, the person that I mentioned before, Stephanie, um, she like when people ask uh, about like what what to stop having kids and stuff she doesn't really want to um engage in that much and i think she doesn't really know how to answer that a lot of the time uh-huh. so she just directs people to me which is totally fine um but yeah you you never like that gabrielle you just never know when you're gonna meet these kinds of people because yeah. there's a whole spectrum of people who are glad to see the stop having kids there's a whole spectrum of them so there's some people who are like Gabrielle and they get super, super amped. Yeah. Um, and they're just so excited about it. Um, she was the first person I ever saw react like that. And that was the only, that was only the second stop having kids outreach demonstration I ever did. Um, wow. and I've wow. seen, I've seen reactions like that a handful of times since then, or actually more than a handful of times, but she's the only one who I've um, actually actively got an interview with. I need to start doing that more, asking people um, if they'd like to do an interview. But That would be incredible. That would be incredible. Well, I mean, I was going to say this a little later, but I mean, that video and also the videos that you sent me, you know, I, I, I just, this is really powerful footage. I mean, I think you're capturing um, some really incredible reactions. I mean, have you thought at all about um, and I know you're kind of at the beginning of, of, of the video end of things, but I mean, have you given any thought to maybe turning some of what you're doing into a documentary? Oh yeah, that's definitely happening. I actually had a feeling that was going to be your next question. Okay. Yeah. Not, no, not, I, I hope you not do bef- it. Not before you started talking about when you were like a few words into your, uh, sentences. Like I, I thought, um, I thought, okay, that's where she's probably going to go with this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like I think very early on in doing this, I was like, this has to be a documentary. So um yeah it has to i'm i'm not like actively filming it right now besides just like when i'm going out and getting footage anyway Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm uh i'm that that is 100 percent a part of the plan and it's going to be a very kind of intersectional documentary it's going to talk about a lot of different issues and where our world is headed and amazing um, i think it's i think it's going to be super cool because i have actually a lot of documentary filmmaking experience perfect um so i'm not like an amateur by any means and um yeah i yeah i think i I, what i've seen the interest that people have seen uh when i'm doing the demos and wearing the shirt and stuff so i i can only imagine if you if i had a documentary or something on netflix that says stop having kids or whatever but it's gonna have stop having kids in the name i can imagine so many people wanting to um, view that you know so uh yeah i think it's uh it's definitely going to become a documentary for sure i'm so happy to hear that because yeah i mean the strength of some of this footage just you know it it, i mean it already looks like it's a part of a documentary almost you know and um so yeah i i just i'm very excited to hear you say that i mean you know in one of these videos that you shared with me i mean you know people do threaten you i mean you you do you do sometimes end up in some really scary situations Um, oh you know that, that one guy that drove by said something to the effect of like your mother should have aborted you and if you stay out here any longer i'm gonna come do it myself 
Yeah, someone will do the favor, and I, I think I said, are you going to do it? And he said, yeah, I will. I mean, that's a frightening interaction. I mean, it's a, that's, a, that's a death threat. I mean, so how, oh, yeah. how, how do you ha- – and you handle yourself very well in those kind of situations. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what, what that has to take some kind of toll on you. I mean, how do you, how do you manage that kind of thing happening to you? I mean, I'm already prepared for those kinds of interactions. I, yeah. They don't shock me at all. There's, uh, you know, m- most humans, uh, just being straight up, just don't have respect for life. You yeah. know, it's yeah. nothing for them to take the life of, uh, of a chicken or a human or anyone for that matter. Um, or to have, or yeah, to know that others are dying for them, suffering for them. Right. Right. So yeah, we're, the world's full of people who completely lack empathy and consideration for others. And there's so many people who are sociopathic and psychopathic and sadistic and stuff. Um, and yeah, right. you know, people who, if you don't have the same exact beliefs as them, they want to, they think you deserve punishment or, or just to have your life ended. So yeah, I'm well aware that, you know, anytime I do this, no matter where I am, um, I may interact with people like that. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just part of the game. Like there's no, the only way to avoid it is just not go out and do this stuff. And, um, there's no way I'm not gonna like stay inside and not go out and do this stuff. Uh, it's too important to not do. Exactly. So yeah. Um, I don't want to show these people that I'm scared and I'm not scared. I don't, I'm not putting like on a, a facade or anything. I'm not, I'm not scared. So yeah. they can, yeah, they can do whatever they want. It's their life. I'm doing what I want with my life. They can do what they want with their life. And, you know, if anyone ever does kill me one day, I hope someone um, finds him and does shit to them. I don't even want them to go to prison. Um, I would, I would want someone to take their life too. Um, and not in the most pretty way. So yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't care. That's, that's not, yeah, it doesn't like inhibit me from doing anything. Um, and yeah, people are fucked. A lot of people are really messed up. So you just have to expect shit like that to happen. And, um, yeah, that guy was, he was really nasty. Yeah, it was awful. It's, it's amazing that he'll make a death threat without even knowing anything about what I'm doing. Like I'm just holding, a sign that says stop having kids it has a website on it how about you actually go look at the website and see if you still want to kill me after you look at the website like is it really that bad certainly not promoting or enacting any kind of control over anyone's life right. or their bodies so exactly um like i said to you before i'm trying to make this as much as something as possible that people just can't argue against and can't talk shit on yeah. And like the, the one thing is like the name, stop having kids. It's so bold and straightforward and yeah. just immediately makes people feel all these emotions and stuff. But I'm not going to water down the message, you know? Well, it's um, even more straightforward than just using the term antinatalism because oh, antinatalism yeah. can mean a lot of different things. You yeah. Know? But, it, but, it's, but stop having kids is so, it's so direct. Exactly. You know? And that's and so all we need. I, yeah. Yeah. We need more directness in this world. We, mean, we need people to just meet be more like straight up and just like honest about things. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to change the messaging around just to please people and right. uh, keep away the controversy and keep away like the threats and stuff. Like I can't think of a more perfect name than stop having kids. And yeah, I've had some people say, Oh, you know, I like what you're doing, but the name's not good. The name's not right. People are going to shut it down or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, first off, have you seen how people react to this? Like, a lot of people love the shit out of it. Yeah. And um, 
you need something that's like really attention grabbing and it really yeah. achieves that. And people have, it's been a little while since anyone's done this, but people have, you know, reached out and be like, ah, I don't like your name. And they try to offer suggestions like alternatives. And sure. You wouldn't believe some of these names that people have said, like they're just <laughs> so cringy yeah. and they wouldn't do anything. Like people, if I were to choose any of these names that people have suggested, people would look at the sign and look away and just forget they ever even saw me, you know, and it wouldn't lead right. to anything. So right. stop having kids is not much in this world is perfect, but I think the name stop having kids is perfect. So it's going, yeah, not going anywhere. Well, your reaction to all of this, I think, you know, just shows how, how, the incredible amount of passion you have for all of this. Um, and you really do deserve huge respect for just how brave you are in the face of all this, because I, I just don't think there's too many people that that would be. So there's like this sort of emotional roller coaster that the Krishna guy goes through in the video that you sent me that it's really like astonishing. I mean, it, he mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, he really appears to have, you know, over the course of the conversation, really kind of be broke down to his core. And he's like a hysterical mess by the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you ever, I mean, I, I think about this all the time in my own outreach and stuff. I mean, do you ever worry about the effect that what you're saying is going to have on someone? Because it's, 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 tr I, you know, I think it's absolutely true that antinatalism has all this potential to do like literally all the good in the world, <laughs> but it also does shake people to their very foundations. And a lot yeah. of people can't really stand to be shaken in that kind of way. Yeah. They have no self-regulation. A lot of they these have, people. Right. Exactly. And so the, their reaction to all of this is so over the top emotional, you know? Mm -hmm. And so how do you, you know, so how do you deal with, with that? And how do you deal with people getting belligerent in the way that this guy, this guy did? I just try to stay as calm as possible, as rational as possible. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to change my opinion or what I perceive as truth just to please someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, I, sometimes I tell people like, you know, we can just end, end the conversation. Like I, I did say that in the interaction with that guy, I was like, you know, we're not going to see eye to eye, which is totally fine. And yeah. you know, you can go ahead on your way and we could have ended it like that. And that would have, blocked him from getting to that point where he was just like fucking hysterical but right. he didn't want to do that i offered that opportunity to him and he didn't take it up um i was being the rational the rational one and absolutely and uh yeah so he really caused himself to have a fit i um tried to um get him to leave the situation and he didn't want to so yeah. yeah, I think it's a waste of time and energy and emotions for both of us um, in all these kinds of scenarios, because um, I'm very firm in my opinion about certain things, and mm -hmm. I do think having kids is selfish, um, mainly other than circumstances related to force, right. and it's I've seen this over and over again when I bring up the subject to people that having kids is always selfish. And they say, oh, no, it's not. And I say, oh, well, can you just name one example? That Sometimes I ask them two for one or two examples. Can you just name an example of a reason to have kids that's not selfish? And they can't do it or they have to resort to some bullshit or they do say something. I'm like, well, that's selfish. And I explain why. And I was explaining to this guy, well, even if you do it for that God you believe in, it's still selfish because right. it's not for that kid. You're doing it to please a God you believe in. So it's, and it's rooted in your belief of this God. Um, 
And yeah, people, I, there was this one woman I talked to in a grocery store once and I'm typically not the person who just starts conversations with strangers, but ever since wearing stop having kids, I'd like to, because um, then they'll see that I'm wearing, they'll see the stop having kids and then it can lead to a conversation about that kind of stuff, about this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I saw this woman, uh, this was a little while back. She was grabbing a thing of soy milk uh, in the store and I really liked the brand. Um, so I was like, yeah, I really like the soy milk, just two ingredients, just water and soybeans, which is the way it should, should be. You shouldn't have to add all this stuff to it. Right. Um, I was like, oh, have you ever tried that soy milk? And I couldn't remember what she said, but then what I was trying to achieve, I achieved. She asked about the stop having kids. So we got into a conversation and right. she's like, you see a lot of these people who are like, well, you know, I think, yeah, I think people are having too many kids and I think only responsible people should be having kids. And it's like, okay, well, what's that? Cause it's inherently irresponsible to be having kids and right. you know, it's a total gamble. Um, and so I was just like talking to her about some stuff and, I was saying that like all the reasons to have kids are selfish. And she's like, no, there's, there's, there's reasons to have kids that are not selfish. And I was like, well, okay. So can you just name one example for me? And she just like, she's like, oh, we, we really got to go now. She was like, I mean, huh? she, was just, she <laughs> yeah. was just shopping in the store and she was with her husband. Her husband's just like standing there. He wasn't engaged in the conversation at all. She's like, Oh, we really got to go now. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. But before you go, can you just, just name one example of a reason to have kids that's unselfish? I mean, if all you're doing is naming a reason, you only have to say like a couple words or something, that's no time. You have the time to tell me those words. It's like, oh, no, no, we really got to go now. And she couldn't just admit that there's no unselfish, there's, yeah, no unselfish reasons to have kids. Yep. And this topic, um, when, when, yeah, I've seen it over and over again, like they get heated when, when you bring up this idea that having kids is completely selfish and they feel that it's not, they can't figure out a reason why it's not, but they feel that it's not. Right. And then they can't just admit, oh, I was wrong. Actually, there are no, because humans are horrible at admitting that they're wrong about something. That's, right. that's exactly a huge reason why our, our, um, our world is so messed up because humans can't change their behavior all the time and they can't admit that they were wrong about stuff. Everyone wants to think that they're so good and they haven't done anything, haven't made any mistakes or anything. Um, but yeah, so I consider that woman a coward because she couldn't just admit it. And then I consider the guy from that video that you watched, he was a coward too. He couldn't just admit it. Yeah. And he, he, go, he resorts to the Krishna thing and then he can't even explain it. Like I'm saying none of that's still selfish. And so then he just starts making what, what humans do is they always make up stories uh, to fit their emotions. So right. he started, and people do this all the time. He started making up stories about me. Like, so you're just trying to thin the human race. Where did I ever say I'm trying people say you're right. trying to, you want to kill all humans. Exactly. Or blah, blah, blah. Where did I ever like that didn't come out of my mouth. Doesn't or that you don't respect women. Or that I don't respect women. Like, yeah. So they keep making, um, they keep making stories up about you to support their emotions, exactly. which is so fucking selfish in itself. And it's like, it's a scapegoating thing. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Just, it was a scary interaction. Yeah. I mean, I, that guy had really bad energy. He was in my face. He, um, there was spit coming out of his mouth and landing on my face. And, um, I don't, I don't want any kind of physical altercation. No, um, that's not why I'm out there. I'm out there. He said, why are you even out here then? I said, 
I'm out here to have positive conversations with people. And that's the truth. And yeah. that's what happens most of the time. And this conversation with the guy wasn't positive and it wasn't going anywhere. And that's why I said, well, we're not going to see eye to eye. So you can, you right. can go be on your way now. Like what's no, the you, point? You handled it very well. I mean, he just, he just completely devolved <laughs> as a human being in that moment. I mean, it, it was kind of, yeah. uh, you know, I mean the guy, it's kind of funny that that, you know, that guy that drove by and said that really horrible thing kind of disarmed the Krishna guy for a minute. Like it kind of made him think like, well, that's a crazy reaction to this. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of ended up in the same place as the yeah. conversation went on. Yeah. So it was really, really, I mean, I, again, the that's, why, calling, that's why I, a loser. he called you a loser. He made all kinds of accusations. I mean, again, yeah. I, I, I don't know what else to say other than that, you know, this is just such incredible material for some kind of documentary because you're, yeah. you're, you're documenting a kind of, of of psycho of psychological reaction mm-hmm. you know to a subject that's just really not been documented before yeah and you know you yeah. could you couldn't write all the stuff you want about um why having kids is selfish and i have a whole section on the website about that it's called yeah. the, the page is called why or no it's actually called why humans have kids but it yeah. states that all the reasons are uh, egocentric and selfish and mm-hmm. um but it's like how I don't, the, the website does get quite a bit of traffic. Like I'm loving that. But yeah. at, at the same time, you also got to be realistic and just know that a lot of people aren't going to actually go to the website and they're not going to read stuff. So, right. you know, people, what people like to consume these days is videos. Right. So you got to put this in video form too. And it's yeah. one thing to sit in front of a camera and explain, but that's going to bore a lot of people. A lot of people aren't going to be interested in that. But if you have, if you can show these um, interactions and people love drama, exactly. Um, this guy, you know, all, all I'm, I'm just living my life. I'm just out there doing outreach. Yeah. He came up to me, asked some questions. He flipped out. I didn't, I didn't. Um, I was just being really polite and respectful and mature and rational. I didn't. Uh, antagonize him or anything. I wasn't trying to get him to get angry. I don't try to no, get no. anyone to get angry. You were totally just, respectful. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. take I take this very seriously. I want as many people to get on board with this message as possible. I want as many mm-hmm. people to agree with it as possible. I'm not looking to make people angry. No. Um, but the reality of the world is that hum- a lot of humans, um, they're not good at controlling their anger. They're not right. good at processing why they're angry, why they're feeling these ways. And they're not good at containing their anger and um working through it like he he wanted to act like he's like you know in the beginning of the video he wants to act like he's so mature and just like gets it and he's like all spiritual and just like yeah (laughs) knows maybe more than a lot of other people like how the world works and and he did say some good lines like he said something about how I can't remember exactly how he put it, but in the beginning, he's talking about how this whole idea that there's like a right way to live and you have to be like this to be human. Like that's total bullshit. Right. And yeah, I mean, that's totally right. And that's a big part of stop having kids, like promoting authentic living and not abiding by these stories that have been handed down to us about like our gender roles and, and like steps you have to uh, life paths you have to follow and all that stuff. So he was on board with that, but it was this idea that having kids is always selfish that, you could you see his facial expression really change when I they said self out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, well, I'm glad that that's not the normal reaction. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the best take. Oh yeah. I mean, it's that... like, that's not the norm, which is phenomenal news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was concerned for you in that video and I, I, um, yeah, just, I mean, what else can I say other than stay, you know, I, I, I love what you're doing, but stay safe out there for sure. Um, 
so I wanted to talk a little bit about what I'm, you know, just the, the art of stop having kids. Um, we talked quite a bit about the website. I think the website's phenomenal. I love all the visuals on the website. I wanted to say that I love your merch. Um, so, so far I have a t-shirt. I have, I have a bunch of the bumper stickers. I'm actually going to give a bunch away at my, uh, for my, I have a contest every year for people to make their first antinatalist video. And so I'm going to give those away. And, uh, and I love the signs. Um, are, are these signs something that people can order through the website? Uh, the signs are actually available for people to just download for free. So, okay, okay. uh, there's a, if you go to on the website at the, in the top menu, there's a section called get involved under get involved. There's get active. Yeah. Um, from there, um, there's all the different ways you can get active in the movement. So one way is just, you know, buying the merch and wearing that. Yeah. Um, another way is printing out, um, there's uh, yeah different posters you can print out and hang on poles or wherever you want. Like that would yeah. be super cool if there were any antinatalist uh, business owners who have stores and they would like put them in their windows. I would love um, that. The signs you can uh, the ones with just the words. Um, you can uh, I have them formatted for twenty inch by thirty inch because I think that's like the perfect size to be holding and I always get them printed double sided. Okay. Um, so you can go out and hold those. Um, you can print them at a smaller size. I've been also printing them at just on just 11 by 17 paper. And I've been, um, kind of, uh, tougher paper, not like the real flimsy kind. And I've yeah. been hanging those up on, uh, street poles and stuff. Uh, there's flyers and actually, uh, just a couple of hours ago, um, I now have the second version of the stop having kids flyer. So it's okay. Awesome. The, the one that I already have available, the double-sided one I already have available on the website, that's there to stay. But now I have another one and the front of it is about how having kids is selfish and it lists the top, like however many reasons, I don't know if it's 15 or what, of why humans have kids. And the back is um, the benefits of living a child-free lifestyle. Um, Amazing. So now there's two okay. different uh, flyers available that people can give away. Uh, I really recommend, especially if you uh, wear a t-shirt, a tank top, or a face mask. Yeah. I really recommend um, printing out some of those handout cards, double-sided handout cards. Yeah, I take yeah. them with me everywhere, and I give them out almost every time I go out. Um, that that lets people know that this is like a movement and something much bigger than just a t-shirt. Um, and then they can pay. I see people all the time. Well, I've had people like ask me for extras to give to other people, and then they're like, "Oh, I gotta, I'm gonna tell my wife about this, or I'm gonna go tell my friend about this, or whatever." Um, so yeah, I got the signs, the posters, the handout cards, the flyers, the merch. I think that I think that covers it for now. I might be missing yeah. one thing. That's um, awesome. But yeah, there's like so if people don't want to get involved with the actual street outreach, there's all these other ways you can get involved. You can go wear this stuff, or you can yeah. go print stuff out and hang it up. So yeah, um, I don't want to get involved with. Uh, like having to get stuff printed from somewhere and then ship yeah, it to people. Yeah, I can understand so that. Right. Everyone right, right. can just, you know, do that locally wherever they live. And if they run into any kind of issues, I can help them out. But okay. just make it as easy as possible for people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love all the tools you've made for people. It's a, it's a, it's a great service to the community. Um, I, I also love this other initiative you have going, encouraging people to write Stop Having Kids or stophavingkids.org on, on, uh, on money, on dollar bills. Yeah. How, how is that going so far? Is that, is that kind of taken off? Uh, no, I don't think so. Honestly, like I don't even do it that much because it's not that I don't feel like it. I just forget all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I that. actually should make a note um, like on my desk or something and just as like a constant reminder and it'll eventually become second nature to me. 
But yeah. um, yeah. So it's a great idea. Yeah, I don't know how many people are doing it. I've promoted it a little bit, not that much. I haven't yeah. actually even thought about that in quite a, in in probably over a month. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's not much of an initiative right now. But you know, over time, I should definitely get better at practicing that myself and also promoting it too. But yeah, that's that's a good easy way to get the message out there. You Absolutely. Just, yeah. It doesn't take much time to write that on a on some currency, and then yeah, that's yeah. gonna get passed around and. It's just a really good way to, um, I don't think people should just write stop having kids on there. I think they should write the actual website because it still says stop having kids, but then they can get led to the website. And I think that's probably wise. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I realized last night that I was somehow not signed up for it. I feel really bad about that, but I did fix it. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about the the newsletter and, and how often you're releasing them? I mean, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the newsletter, I've been doing that typically, I think about a couple times a month. Okay. And um, yeah, I would encourage everyone to um, sign up for it. And I talk about highlights from the outreach and what I've been giving away to people because I donate like a lot of food and stuff. Um, if there's like, you know, new merch available, I'll talk about that. If there's new, uh, like, for example, the new flyers are going to become available very soon i'll probably put those on the website the next couple days so i'll be mentioning that in the next newsletter the youtube video um so i would definitely anyone who's like really in a stop having kids i would encourage you um to sign up for the newsletter because even if uh you do follow on social media i always put stuff in the newsletter that i don't also put on social media okay okay um so yeah, it, talk about a wide variety of stuff, and I've had I've had a lot of really good feedback from the newsletters and excellent. Yeah, I'm just really glad to start getting some video content out there soon because so far yeah. with the newsletters, it's just been it's been mostly photos. So people haven't really like I I've been talking about you know when I was here like there was like all this support and I just I don't know how many people actually believe it because people's expectations are that this wouldn't be supported and people are so used to right. people lying to them and lying right. for marketing reasons and for whatever other reasons and I'm just like completely honest so um yeah, it'll be great now to um yeah to start showing more than just photos but um yeah, yeah. for sure for sure well, but speaking of the photography and, and the images, I mean, another one of the campaigns that, you're, that you've initiated is something I'm incredibly excited about because it's something I've long wanted to see myself. And that's the, the billboard campaign. So yeah. can you, what is the status of that? And what, can you tell us a little uh, bit about what you're trying to do with that? Yeah. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be disappointed about this, but the status oh. of that is canceled. Uh, in oh, all no. caps. I'm sorry to yeah. hear that. It's okay. It's, well, it's kind of okay. It's pretty depressing, but... Um, it's, it's going to have to wait. So it's just too early on. Um, there's just not enough support. I, I, so I tested the waters in a newsletter and then if, if it was going to go well, I was going to post on social media, but in a newsletter, I had made a GoFundMe and the GoFundMe was for various things. So the go, like just, just a few examples for the GoFundMe, um, uh, getting a mega banner for the Seattle chapter. So, um, Isaac wanted a 30 foot banner out there. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, so I wanted to, um, fundraise for that. And then I wanted to fundraise for, uh, search engine optimization, yeah. um, service. So way more people, um, through like the search results and stuff, they would be finding stop having kids. And, um, that's like a pretty uh, big chunk of money. 
Um, so that, that's just a couple examples. There were, there were a bunch of other things that I was trying to fundraise for, but it was like, it was one general fundraiser to cover a bunch of things. And I listed all the different things. And I, I had about 300 people sign up for the newsletter. Wow. Um, I sent okay. it out and, um, I let a couple of days go by and there was not a single donation. And mm-hmm. it's okay. like, if I'm not going to get a donation for that, there's no way these billboards are going to get covered. Cause the billboards that was like, that was over $20,000, I think. Cause I wanted to wow. do two. I wanted, well, I could have just done, um, I could have, there were two locations that I really liked in Austin, Texas. One was, um, close to 9,000. One was close to 11,000. So I could have okay. technically just done one, um, which would have been fine. I mean, one's still huge and these yeah. are like very, very prominent locations. And I wanted, I specifically wanted this to be, um, during Austin city limits, which is a big yeah. music festival out there. So you yeah. don't, you don't even, not only are, is it just the Austin locals, it's like a huge rush of, uh, outsiders too. Um, okay. so I just thought it was perfect, but it's just, there's just no way, um, I'm going to be able to even achieve like a fraction of that goal, uh, at this point in time. So, I mean, I, I don't think so at least. Well, and- listen, you, you launched in March, it's only July. Yeah. <laughs> You've come so far already. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get your opportunity at some point. Oh yeah, yeah for, no doubt. Yeah, I have. I have no doubt too. It's just not the right timing. So yeah. I didn't even want to follow through with it and and make the um and make the GoFundMe. So because I'm just setting myself up for disappointment, and um, yeah. I'm already so busy, and fundraising is super taxing. So I, I yeah. canceled uh, the the other GoFundMe that I had um, for the. SEO and the big banner and all the other stuff. I just canceled it. Um, and luckily Isaac ended up just ordering the banner himself. So he actually, they haven't, they haven't gone out and used it yet, but he got it, uh, last Sunday. Um, so yeah, they'll have a 30 by five foot stop having kids banner with the website uh, to hold over the freeway out there. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Yeah. So the only issue is finding enough people to, you know, help out with that. So that's, that's the challenge right now. And they're gonna need to need a whole bunch of people to hold that, <laughs> hold exactly. that steady. <laughs> yeah, it's it's massive. Um, so yeah, I wish I could have given you better news about the billboard. Um, oh, that's I was, okay. I was not, um, yeah, well, very realistic know, about that. It's almost like, from my own experience, it's almost like being a kid in a candy store starting some of this activism because so much yeah. hasn't been done yet. Yeah. So it's easy to kind of like pile it on yourself, you know, and want to and just take on too much too soon yeah. you know so yeah. I, I feel like pacing oneself is a big part of this whole thing yeah i'm just i'm just hoping for a day where i meet one or actually hopefully more like really wealthy donors who yeah. want to like put some serious funding into this um because it's haven't gone like a whole lot so far really yeah. um and just I've had a couple people be like, Oh, I know some people who will actually probably give you lots of money and no one's followed through. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's kind of just disappointing. Um, but, but over time, like that's, things are going to fall into place for sure. I'm not, uh, I'm, I have no doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt either. So it's just, it's just, it's not an if it's when. Yeah. Well, let me talk, uh, talk to you a little bit about sort of like the, the, the traveling around that this and, and just that, that Stop Having Kids is doing and like the local chapters that are, that are popping up. Like there's one in New York now, from what I understand. Um, and you've got a couple of events on the way. Like, are you, I assume you're still going to do uh, something in October, correct, for Austin City Limits? Yeah, well, 
there isn't really an active group in New York. So I went to okay. New York. I, I bought a bunch of materials, like a bunch of signs and a banner and cards and stuff for them out in New York. Okay. Um, and I went one day. We did it in Times Square, which was not like a very good location. There was a lot of, um, a lot of negativity, a lot of hostility, um, okay. a lot of support too, Sorry but, to hear that. but it, was, yep. it was a pretty draining day. It was just not, a, it's not that New York City is not a good place to do it. It's just that that location is not a good place to do it. Yeah, I can um, see that. And then, yeah, I don't know what's going on because there was a girl out there who, um, she was just there for a little bit because she had another um, activism event she had to go to after Stop Having Kids or that she wanted to go to. And um, yeah, she's, she acted like she was all about it and she wanted to take over um, the chapter and get it started out there. And that was that was back months ago and I haven't heard any fr anything from her and I've messaged her oh. multiple times to see what's going on, uh, but haven't heard anything. So I, I don't know what's up with that. Um, but yeah, I, I have no, I, I have no doubt it'll um, get started at some point. It's just a shame that they have all that stuff right now that I paid for too. And they have all yeah. this great opportunity in New York and they're not utilizing it. Shit. Um, yeah. Ran into another situation, uh, a couple other situations similar to that too, where, I bought a bunch of materials for people who said that they were going to do this and they didn't follow through. Um, so I'm just not doing that anymore. If people want to start their own thing, they can uh, pay their own, use their own money. Uh, this stuff's not yeah. super expensive to get. They Fair can enough. use their own money and do it. I'm not gonna, um, I'm not going to continue to pay for stuff. And, and, and I, I, I just, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, I, I already have like so many of my own costs anyway. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a huge burden on you for sure. You yeah. have to fit, fit the bill for somebody yeah. to do that. Yeah. So I would, um, I'm excited about Minneapolis because I yeah. went out there to help the start of Minneapolis. And there's, like I was saying before, there's so much support and there were some people who came out and joined and, uh, they were really into it. Um, but there's like an issue there with people who say, Oh yeah, I'm interested in coming. And then they just don't come out or they make, they just keep making excuses. So um, that that's still kind of getting started. Um, yeah. And then Seattle, they um, they've been fairly consistent from what I can tell, but they still have a lot of building up to do in terms of like volunteers. Um, Portland. Um, it's uh, so far, it's mostly just been me and uh, Stephanie. And then um, actually there was this uh, girl I asked out, I asked to um, come out last night and um, actually I, I just like paid her like as a model um, just like to, I mean, oh, wow. she was like very interested in stop having kids, but just like paid her to like come out there and um, you know, um, you know, stand out there with signs. And I mean, this is not, this is not just like some random person. Like she was very interested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and she found out about the word antinatalist because of me. And yeah, it was like last night, that was just days ago. And last night she's holding a sign that says normalized antinatalism. But wow, Stephanie, um, she started as a model. So I had just gotten the tank tops in. And so I needed to get a model. And so I put it out there. She responded and then we did it. And, um, and uh, yeah, she, she was, she said that she'd be down to like volunteer and like go do this outreach stuff with me. So we've just done it consistently every week since the week I met her. And then, yeah, there was this new girl last night who came out and um, she, she wants to continue doing this. So it was like this, in both cases, it was this one-time paid thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then they see what it's like and they want to keep doing it as a volunteer. Amazing. So I think I'm just going to keep going with that approach for a little while. And yeah. I'll, pay, I'll pay people for like an hour and a half to come out and they'll see how awesome it is. And a lot of them will want to keep doing it as a volunteer. So, um, I mean, that's if, the, if that's, if that's what it's going to take, yeah. because that's the only thing that's worked so far, as far as just like asking people I know personally, um, or someone who I know personally knows them. And I'm like, Hey, are you down to go do this? And they say, yeah. But then they're like, Oh yeah, but I can't do it because of this and this. And then you reach out next like, Oh, can you do it then? Oh no, I can't because of this and this. And they just keep having excuse after excuse. After, yeah. after a certain number of times, I just don't ask anymore. Yeah. So that, that, that approach is not working. And what I've, uh, this whole modeling thing that models turned into volunteers um, has been working. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to yeah. keep doing that. It's a little bit of investment. Um, you know, but it's time. working. It, it's working and yeah. it's, it's, it's so worth it. Um, and I, I've, I've done this by myself too. Like I've, um, I was traveling down to California. I was going to do this in LA, um, yeah. in Vegas and Phoenix. And I, um, I ended up turning around, uh, after spending about a couple of days in Oakland, I, I decided to turn around for numerous reasons, but one of the big reasons was that there were just so few participants. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was just getting kind of stressed about it, but I, I tried it by myself um, in California. I did it uh, for one day alone in Berkeley and one day alone in Stockton. Amazing. And both, yeah. both times I did it alone, one person joined me, like one person just walking wow. by joined me. Um, so I would suggest, and also I had lots of really good conversations with people and lots of support, lots of people. That's another thing too, about this. So many people who are walking and driving by, they'll take photos and videos. Yeah. I don't know what's happening with this stuff, but I know a lot of people are sharing <laughs> it. Um, so even as just one person, you can go out there and do this and you might find other people to continue doing with you. Cause they'll discover you doing it and they'll, they'll want to do it too. So I would, wow. I would suggest yeah. to people that, well, I don't know. I wouldn't, I really just, just with the reality of, of, yeah, just human civilization, I don't really feel, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable about encouraging any females to do this alone. Yeah, um, that's right. I would say they should have at least um, another person with them, at least one. Yeah. Um, but, but as far as males go, I would say like, uh, I don't think it would hurt to try it alone. Um, I, I didn't, I just threw myself into it and they were, they were both fairly uh, good experiences. So that, that, that would be my only reservation too. Just like speaking for myself, like I, I, I've always wanted to get more into this kind of activism. You know, I, I, I'm been more based in the, uh, in the online antinatalist world for the last like, you know, 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. Um, But I haven't done much of like the kind of thing that you're doing and, and I've always wanted to, but that, that, you know, doing it alone has always been sort of my one fear you know just in case like what might happen um, yeah and it also it, yeah. it's also not like the greatest optics to be doing it alone because then it looks yeah. like yeah. a kind of lonely message right it right kind of has more of like a mainstream appeal the more people you have doing it yeah um especially like you know just seeing from the videos and the photos like there's a real strength in the numbers yeah thing that you guys that you guys have achieved i think and at the same time i mean you know you really have to be credited that like yeah it's a bunch of you but it's not intimidating like the way that you're Mm -hmm. presenting yourself you know and i I, yeah i don't know that that would be true in everybody's hands yeah that's the thing too you don't yeah 
you, you don't know like when someone comes out how they're going to be there was one right. guy who um showed up at uh he was just like walking by our demo in minneapolis and um i didn't know this but he had been drinking beforehand and he was drunk yeah. and um he yelled something out to someone um that was completely inappropriate and uh yeah it kind of caused like a whole scene and yeah i don't want i don't want people like that joining i don't want problematic yeah. people right um yeah i think it's really important to be polite and respectful and yeah i don't mind like getting angry at people but you have to let some amount of time pass you have to have some kind of threshold before the anger can be released right right um you shouldn't yeah so people really need to like have some decent amount of like self-regulation and stuff and i i agree really big about professionalism i really want this to be as professional as possible yeah um it's not like i don't want to be sloppy i don't want people out there with like cardboard written signs Um, no it it all looks very professional it comes off that way for sure yeah that's definitely my goal and i don't want people like shouting shit at people no bullhorns it's just like totally unnecessary and we really gotta you know people have misconceptions and beliefs about all kinds of stuff about vegans about antinatalists and about so many other things we can mention and um i'm really about busting all those misconceptions right right so i think for me um how i give away free food and other stuff um at all the outreach events that shows that i care and it's not like just some like fuck humans thing and people are always like you're trying to make humans extinct it's like if I'm trying to make humans extinct, why am I giving away this food that's helped sustaining their life? Right. You know? Right. So, um, yeah, the yeah, fact that all... you give stuff away is again, like, a, I think it's an important part of, um, the tone that you're setting. Yeah. And the, sure. the yeah. organizer in Minneapolis, um, Ashley, she, um, she has a giveaway. She does the giveaway, um, boxes at, at her, um, outreach events too. As far as I know, yeah. Um, they don't do that. Yeah, they don't do that at all in Seattle. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think as um, this spreads and more people do it, uh, more people will will do that. Uh, yeah. Give away stuff, and it's not it's encouraged. It's not required. Right. And right. I am a bit privileged here in Portland with the giveaway box because um, I have some advantages. And actually, so does Ashley in Minneapolis. Um, the thing we both have in common is locally we live near grocery liquidators. Oh, wow. There are these um, grocery stores that have unbelievable amounts of vegan options for ridiculously cheap. We're talking about stuff that's um, coming in damaged packaging or it's expired but perfectly good or it's Mm -hmm. like overproduced. And they get this stuff and they sell it at a small fraction of the retail cost. Like, for example, I went into one of these stores yesterday. Yeah. And they had these. they had these special uh, kind of tortillas, not like the wheat base, but um, some, I think it was like cassava flour and some other stuff. Okay. And these tortillas retail normally cost about eight or $9 and they were two for a dollar at the wow. store. That's and then amazing. they had, they had vegan frozen vegan pizzas for two bucks. So I can get a lot of the stuff that I give away comes from these places where I can get a lot of good stuff for really cheap really high quality um, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Really high quality stuff. And some of yeah. the most amazing products I've tried have come from these places. And then also, um, sometimes, uh, some of the local vegan places here will give me like their leftovers and I'll give that away. Amazing. Um, yeah, there's actually a, a woman here who owns a vegan cinnamon roll place called hail snail. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she's, a or actually they, they're non-binary. Uh, they're, uh, they have a kid. 
and they're super supportive of stop having kids. So they've given me uh, tons of like cinnamon rolls and pizza rolls to go hand out to people. Amazing. Um, so yeah, trying to really um, uh, work in uh, the aspect of food waste with this too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love food that aspect sustainability, of sustainability, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So hypothetically speaking, if I were to want, if I were to want to start a, a local chapter here in Chicago, how would I go about that? What would I need to do? Uh, well, first off, uh, anyone who wants to start a chapter, um, they're free to, you know, email me. The, the email from the website goes directly to me. They can, you know, tell me that they want to start a chapter, ask any questions they want. If you ever wanted to do a phone call or like something like this um, to get more information, that's totally fine with me. Um, I would definitely, uh, I think it would help to review the website, which obviously you've already done. Um, I think it would help to watch video footage uh, to see how like I do it and to see how other people do it. Cause I think a lot of people just, they just don't really know how to talk about this. Like there is, there is one guy who is doing this in Seattle and um, he never even went to the stop having kids website. And he's like holding stuff that says the, has a website on it, but he's never even been to it. And people, I, I heard someone go up to him and they're like, what do you mean by this? Like, what is this stop having kids? And he's just like, just what it says, stop having kids. And it's like, no, there's like way more to it than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was just kind of really lazy on his part. Yeah. I really like um, uh, coming at it too from the point that like, why are people bringing other people into a world that they distract themselves from constantly? Because yeah. so many people are living constantly trying to distract themselves. So they don't have to think about all this stuff. And the fact that they're still willing to like being bring people into a, a world where the state of the world's like that that's very highlighted on the website and i have signs that people hold that say that i, I actually think that's one of the strongest messages on the whole site um yeah. and i and i think it's one of and the no most, one ever talks about that no, no one ever other, talks I've about never, it i've never yeah. heard any other antinatalist talk about that no and, i mean um, look how much of the population is on antidepressants how oh much my of God. the pop you know i mean people are doing everything they can to not have to deal with the horror on, of their lives <laughs> yeah, on antidepressants uh yeah. doing other kinds of drugs uh, yeah watching pornography all day playing video games all day uh, yeah watching movies uh, reruns over and over and again like you know the list goes on i think it's one of the biggest points uh that we should be making because i think a lot of people yeah. so much of the human population is just surviving and just coping so i think people should really get familiar with the subject matter and the goals of stop right. having kids and then, yeah, review uh, the video footage that I'm going to be putting out there. Um, and definitely, um, I think uh, certain things are pretty essential to have out there with you. Definitely the handout cards at the very least. But I would also encourage um, getting a bunch of flyers printed out. I always like to offer people, would you like a card or a flyer? Um, sometimes people want both. Sometimes, you know, people prefer the card. Some people prefer the flyer. Yeah. Um, it's also so awesome because then when you can't really have a full on conversation with someone, someone's just like passing by in their car, they're at a red light or whatever. Um, you can, you can just go run them a flyer, a card. And I don't push them on anyone. I always ask people, would you like one? And if they say, yeah, I give yeah. it to them. If they say no, I'm like, okay. Um, so yeah, I think that stuff, uh, some signs, a banner, um, I just recently got, I'm not very handy. I'm not handy at all myself, but I have a local friend who's really handy and he just made um, really cool frame for my banner. Um, so now instead of it needing to be held by two or three people, which even sometimes doesn't work out well, 
um, I can just hold it myself or whoever holds it can hold themselves. It's really light nice. and um, it stays, it doesn't flop over or like come up with the wind or anything. So it's like totally expanded and it's got a nice frame. Um, so I would say if you're handy, build something like that for the banner. If not, um, reach out to me because my local friend said he's willing to make these for other people. Like that's his contribution to the movement. Right. Um, so yeah, I would say the, the, the signs and the banner are super attention getting super yeah. attention grabbing. Um, and then, yeah, just the, the outreach materials, which are very, um, economical. Um, I got my signs printed on chloroplast. I'm not like super proud of it because it is plastic, but it should have like a much longer life than if I were to do some kind of paper. Yeah. Um, so yeah. even though I'm like super anti-plastic, it's impossible to avoid. And I'm more about like, you know, getting something and having it for longer than buying more of something else that's not going to last as long. So I, I definitely yeah. recommend getting on chloroplast and um, if you want to, I always get them double-sided because there's always people walking by from behind that way they can read it. I've had a lot of interactions with people who saw the signs from behind. Um, I, if you do go the Coroplast way, I would uh, call around to different places and ask them their prices because it varies very widely. Like okay. the, um, I've gotten them from a couple different places and, um, my favorite place so far, they do it for $36 per, um, double-sided one. Um, the place that I've ordered most of them from before were $40, but the quality is not nearly as good. And then I reached out to another local company the other day. I asked how much theirs were. Theirs were 66. Wow. So you got 36, 40 and 66. Oh, then another person quoted me 51. So yeah, you definitely want to try to find something, uh, probably like in the more 30 something to $40 range. If any, okay. if you find something beyond that, you're probably overpaying, um, but yeah, so there's on the Get Active page, like there's an Outreach Signs page, um, constantly, not constantly, but often um, adding to that. I think there's about 80 signs available there now. They're not in any kind of order, okay. but yeah. um, I did make it just the other day way easier to scroll through on the mobile app or the mobile site because uh, it used to be you could only, when you were scrolling, you would only see one sign at a time. Whereas like on the desktop, you're seeing three at a time in each row. Mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but now there's two columns so you can see two at a time so okay. it's a little bit easier um but yeah i think that's all you need all you Amazing. need is that stuff and you're good to go and you can have some it's always so worthwhile and I, yeah i can't make any guarantees to anyone but i think um yeah i think people would really be surprised about how fulfilling this work can be like it's really um been refreshing for my life and I didn't make this like for any kind of selfish reason, obviously, but, um, that has been like a benefit to myself. Like it, it has, yeah. Cause the world's like going to shit pretty hard. Yeah. And this has, um, brightened my, my own personal life a bit. And when I've done it with other people, I'm seeing them like become a lot happier, like in the moment and feeling going home and feeling better. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally, I would totally, um, recommend it to you. Um, Hopefully you have some local people um, who would be willing to join you. If not, maybe even, um, I don't know, maybe you can put something on Craigslist or I, I don't know. But anyway, like I told you, there are those two models who are not activists by any means. They've never done any activism before. Yeah. And they came out, met me, 
um, saw some stuff and were like, I want to continue to do this. And the, the, the girl last night held up like five different signs. She was smiling the whole time and she was like, Amazing. she was all about it. So yeah. Yeah. So last month, uh, as far as I know, Stop Having Kids received its first uh, media attention. And yeah. I was curious what you thought about the response, uh, the way that they wrote about you in those. Oh, man, it was hilarious. It was really funny. I it was hilarious <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, um, of course, yeah, they were saying negative stuff, but at least yeah. they were taking quotes right from the website. Yeah, I noticed that. I feel are inarguable. And they didn't really, they're just like, stating these quotes like to talk shit but they're not really saying how they're wrong or anything so i love that because you know those people who read the article they might not go to the website but they're at least going to see those talking points which is huge and you know it's helping to accelerate the conversation whatever whatever side of the conversation you're on and um you know it's only going to spread and yeah i think i don't necessarily agree with what's the quote people always say like any publicity is great publicity I think that depends, but depends. I think for stop having kids, it's a hundred percent of the time. Um, as long as it's not just like completely made up stuff and they're not taking anything real that stop having kids has done or wrote. Um, you know, like if someone were to just completely fabricate a story about someone from stop having kids and make up something completely, completely make up something that didn't happen. Um, that wouldn't necessarily be good good publicity i don't know yeah, yeah but um i thought that was all great like they just look like idiots um or i don't really like to say the word idiots i should just say they look really uh unintelligent and irrational ignorant yeah for sure yeah really ignorant like they look like jerks and um they look very insensitive and yeah so i i, I had no idea that was going to happen like that was uh, just from that one day when we were in edina we were in edina for uh three to three and a half hours um Edina, minnesota um a very white affluent area and then we were in minneapolis later that night and and in edina we had a lot of support we had some pretty negative people too but we had a lot of support and so someone someone came over and took that photo of us that got used for that one article and i don't even know who that person was but yeah sometimes sometimes when you see someone taking a photo like you know they're like really positive about this sometimes you know that they're negative about it and they're gonna like talk shit with it and then other times you just can't tell um so there was one woman who i think um said or looked kind of ne- said something negative or looked kind of negative and she took a photo from the passenger seat of a car so i wonder if that if it was that person maybe she okay. sent it to someone she knows who who was one of those writers but i love how there was um this one person who writes for, I think it was called Social Actuality. Yeah. And they made a uh, rebuttal to one of those articles and they did a fantastic job. So I don't know if that person's ever going to listen to this podcast, but if you're listening, uh, I, I, I never reached out to you. I would like to say thank you for doing that. But they're, yeah, they're writing I, about antinatalism more and more, which is, it's oh, interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really, yeah, I really think that's going to become more of a hot topic writing about antinatalism where I think, um, yeah, I think a year from now, a lot more people are going to know that word. And um, I think hopefully. so, too. I mean, you know, si- since since uh, 2019, you know, and there was everything that happened with Raphael Samuel, you know, in the, in the, the antinatalism in the Indian context. And that was sort of like the first time that mm-hmm. there was all this like global media, you know, around the subject. Um, I just, yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's ripe for that. Like it's definitely, yeah. I think everything that's been happening in the last couple of years, I think, 
I think if I started Stop Having Kids three or four years ago, it wouldn't have nearly the same amount of support that it does now. But I think now people can just, yeah. more people can see how fucked things are and how things are only going to continue to get worse. Yeah. So it's easier for um, them to get on board because people are, people like really latch on uh, to hope and they have right. really weird ways of expressing how there's hope. Yeah. And um, I think it's becoming increasingly hard to uh, convince yourself and to convince others that there's any amount of hope for us. And you know, I guess the world at large. Well, you know what? I, I think sometimes people need to people need to realize that the the great the greatest hope there can be is, is prevention. Yeah. You no, know? and 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 so you know, for me, antinatalism is extremely hopeful in that sense. You I know, mean, I'm definitely ho- I'm definitely hopeful that uh, antinatalism is going to explode for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'm not hopeful that we're going to like solve any of our big uh problems and i'm hopeful that humans are going to stop raping and uh, maybe not but we can definitely do our part to prevent more of that from happening exactly and that's that's what this is all about like at the at the very root of stop having kids it's about suffering reduction exactly and we can't remove all suffering but we can reduce suffering right and it's and while we're talking about this it's so funny because um it just made me think of this once one story of that that happened in minneapolis uh there was this guy who uh saw us holding the banner and he came over to talk to us and we were just like talking about all the suffering in the world and he didn't really seem too concerned about that and he was like well i think people should still be having kids because you know passing on your genes and blah 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 and and yeah we just couldn't see eye to eye because he's just like so egotistical and we're trying to you know be like looking out for people and stuff and this woman is crossing the street and she sees the stop having kids banner and she's like oh my god this is like so sad and um (laughs) like sad that we're doing this and we have this message and she is like i can't remember what she said exactly i do have it on video so this will be coming out at some point but she had said something about like um how the world is hopeless and so it's like I guess like we're, we're, we're making the world more hopeless or something. And it's like, so if you already believe that the world is hopeless, shouldn't you be on board with this message? Why would right. you be okay <laughs> right. with people bringing other life into a hopeless world? Right. Exactly. So it's just, it's just so ironic. And um, yeah, it's just amazing how people can't make these common or seemingly common sense um, connections. Exactly. What do you think antinatalists are doing right so far? And what do you think we're doing wrong? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, well, I think I'll start with the wrong. I think what antinatalists are doing wrong is they're not really talking about this that much, uh, yeah. in real life at least. Right. Um, at least not with people beyond their like maybe best friends and their partners and stuff. Uh, a lot of people are um, scared to talk about this stuff. So I think people uh, need to get over that and, and be more expressive about this. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's all good. It's about yeah. reducing suffering. It's about um, spreading ethics, more ethical ways of living. Uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, you know, it's not something that everyone's going to agree with, but people don't have to agree with it. And you should just 
be okay with the idea of people maybe not agreeing with you and maybe having nasty reactions and stuff. But yeah. people need to stop assuming that everyone's going to be against it because there's way more people that are for this than aren't. And even if they are against it, whatever, you should still bring it up. And some, some, some people can be against something one day and then before it, like a day later or a week later or a year later or whatever, like, you know, you could have, you could have a conversation with someone about uh, what's happening to uh, other animals, like in systems of exploitation, and they may not give a shit that day. And then, you know, later on, um, you know, something might change within them and they might start, start caring. And it's because you had that conversation with them. So I, I think it's totally worth it to be outspoken about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing that I think antinatalists are doing wrong. They're being too uh, scared to talk about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that's a huge disservice in my opinion. The fear problem is huge. Yeah, the, the fear, fear and anxiety and the all the excuses and stuff. Like, just come on, people. And um, what are antinatalists doing right? Well. Well, okay. Okay. What are antinatalists doing right? I would say uh, there's a lot more antinatalist content coming out. And I think that's really important. Anything yeah. that any kind of cause or any kind of thing that we want to bring awareness to, we have to pump out as much content as possible, right. as much good content. Don't, don't put crap out there. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I think you would agree that there's more antinatalist co- content coming out now than ever. Yes, like it's, absolutely. It's a, it's a pretty big boom. Yeah. And that's extremely important because if we don't have all that content, there's less things that people can um, find. Right. So like, you know, for example, if the book Better to Have Never Been never existed, um, a lot less people would know about antinatalism. I mean, right. David Banatar technically coined the word. So maybe that wasn't the best example to use, but, but either way, whatever, whatever you're doing, like that guy, Sean, I was talking about earlier who yeah. made the antinatalist rap and he had some other stuff. You know, when you, when you can put out stuff out there, that's quality. Um, and that has like, uh, uh, a sharing aspect to it, like a aspect that makes people really want to share it. I think that's huge. Um, cause that, yeah, that can spread and people can hear the word antinatalist and, look that up not know what it meant before and then they want to spread it around and and sometimes there's people who find out about the word antinatalist and they want to talk shit but you know if for example there was one woman when i was in new york city who came up to us very hostile and all she wanted to do was just talk shit and she went onto her instagram live and put me on her instagram live and i didn't mind i embraced it and she's just trying to talk shit about me and to me in front of her whole audience and I was just providing very rational responses to, uh, to all her questions yeah. and her accusations. And, you know, I don't know what her following was like, but there were certainly people watching at the moment. There are going to be people, people watching later. And out of all the people that are watching it, there has to be some amount, even though she's against me, there has to be some amount of people who agree with me. Right. You're connecting and, with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And who will maybe look into this or talk about this with other, I don't know, who knows. But yeah, I think the, to answer your question, what are antinatalists doing right? Um, I think that we're on a good path right now in terms of like putting out more content. I think there should be way more than there is, but there's, Mm -hmm. but we're doing an okay job. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think people should really be, really be sharing anything that they find that's quality, whether it's stop having kids or anything else. um, Yeah. Share it with people. 
Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really glad that 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 it is like becoming more of a thing now. And there's more vegans talking about it. I think yeah. Yeah. I, I I say vegan veganism without antinatalism. I call that dark ages veganism. Yeah, I, think I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. it's so backwards and antiquated to not be talking about that and to say that that's not something that's that matters. Yeah. The the connecting of those two worlds has just it's got it's got to happen. It's got to start becoming yeah. more solid, and I think yeah. that it will over time. But yeah. um, and 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 I will say, you know, it's really only in the last couple of years that I've seen any evidence that that's starting. But it is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and that that that's that, that's a bit of a good thing to see. Yeah. Um, what do you see as the future of antinatalist activism? Uh, honestly, probably a lot of stop having kids stuff. Yeah, I, I think, think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think stop having kids, uh, not necessarily like in the super short term near future, but, um, you know, as time goes on, I think it's going to spread like crazy. Uh, I want to have, if you look at, you could walk, you could drive around for 30 days straight and you might not find one billboard that is meaningful in any kind of regard. Right. Yeah. And most of the billboards that exist are total junk. They're just marketing horrible shit to us. Um, and I would love to be a part of that change. Like I want to have stop having kids billboards that, yeah, that really promote really great positive messages. And, um, I think that needs to be the future. Like we have to get this message out as widely as possible. And I think billboards are the best way to do that. I agree. Um, Because there's so many people that are going to be driving by. There's going to be people who take photos while they're driving by and they're going to spread it. There's going to, the media is going to latch onto that. Um, So yeah, that's, I am so eager to have billboards and bus ads and subway ads and all that kind of stuff because it shit would explode if that if that could become the case and yeah it's not enough to just recommend like oh read better to have never been and um go listen to the exploring antinatalism podcast and go watch some of sean's videos and like all this other stuff like it's all good that that stuff exists for sure yeah but we need something that's going to reach a wider amount of people in a shorter yeah, amount of time it sticks it in people's faces yeah exactly, exactly. so yeah, yeah i think the future of of antinatalism is advertising marketing. Yeah, it I agree. People. I agree. Um, Absolutely we need, agree. we need people who aren't bored with this message to start funding this. Yeah. Uh, it's really important. And a lot of people have way more money than they can do anything with. So, so you got, y'all got my email address. <laughs> well, that, that perfectly leads me into to my last question is Dietz. If people want to help stop having kids, what should they do? Where should they go? Okay. Well, there's so many ways to help. So I guess we could start with the non-financial ways to help. Um, can recommend, you t- talk to other people about these kinds of subjects and recommend them stop having kids as a resource. Um, share the, the stop having kids content on whatever platforms it is. Um, I would say it's, you know, it's, I always like getting a, uh, positive messages from people. I've gotten a lot of that, a lot of really great feedback. Um, that's that doesn't necessarily like help the whole thing, but that helps me to keep going. Not that I've not that I've begun to descend or stop or anything like that, but uh, but it's good to like get those reminders, you know. Um, Absolutely. And then more like tangible ways of helping me, um, and also a great way to help is just go do this outreach. Go hang up these 
If you don't want to go do outreach or if you want to do this in addition to outreach, go hang up these signs, uh, the posters and the signs. Um, if you own a business, consider putting one or more of those in your window. Uh, I think people would be scared of losing business, but I, I doubt they'll lose any business. If anything, they might gain business because people are going to be like, this is badass. Um, yeah. You can uh, donate in multiple ways. There's a PayPal. Um, there's a Libra Pay, which no one's donated through that yet, but that's um, it's something where you sign up uh, monthly. It's kind of like okay. Patreon, but without all the, like the uh, the fanciness. And yeah. um, I don't like Patreon takes a cut. Uh, Libra Pay doesn't take a cut, but there is like still the processing fee. Okay. Um, so yeah, Patreon, Libra Pay, PayPal, uh, Stop Having Kids is on Venmo now, just to stop having kids. Awesome. Um, buying the merch is a great way to support, buying the stickers and stuff. Um, if anyone wants to, uh, you know, volunteer in any capacity, I uh, could use like translators. Right now I have three translators working on the Spanish translation. Oh, I just had someone volunteer to do Chinese translation. I had someone from Germany uh, volunteer to do a translation. So obviously we're going to keep needing more places. Um, that's a great way to help. And um, yeah, that's all I can think of at the moment. But um, Excellent. I'm sure there's other creative ways people can come up with to help. Well, like I said before, I'll have a whole bunch of links in the description. So yeah, anybody out there that wants to donate, please go check out uh, Stop Having Kids Out on, on uh, Patreon and also the website where you can donate and uh, yeah, help, help them as much as you can. Um, Dietz, I think what you're doing is so important. It's a huge inspiration to me personally. Antinatalist activism is still a fairly new concept. And I think, as we said before, I think you found a very effective formula for engaging with a wider audience around the subject of antinatalism. And I'm just so delighted with the incredible amount of talent, polish, and passion uh, you and everyone involved in Stop Having Kids has shown. Uh, I'm so excited to continue to watch the growth of Stop Having Kids. And I hope one day uh, I'll be able to participate in one of your demonstrations. I'd really love to do that. Um, yeah, so, please. Yeah, I'd love it. Um, so thank you so much for being my guest today on the Exploring Antinatalism podcast. It's been a true pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been quite a pleasure. And I'm so glad for a lot of people to hear this. Please visit the Stop Having Kids website for more information, and please check out all the awesome resources and merch while you're there, and sign up for the mailing list. Please follow Stop Having Kids on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all kinds of new updates. Links below to find out all the ways you can donate to Stop Having Kids, including PayPal, LibrePay, and Patreon. Thank you for listening to the Exploring Antinatalism podcast. This has been Amanda Oldfan Sukunik and Mark J. Maharaj. You can find us on the YouTube channels Forever Wolf Films and Question Mark, respectively. Keep up with my daily antinatalist news updates at Antinatal News on Twitter. Please follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and email us at exploringantinatalism at gmail.com. The podcast can be listened to on the YouTube channel Exploring Antinatalism Podcast, as well as Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Our website, www.exploringantinatalism.com, was designed by the amazing Visions Noirs. Please visit Visions Noirs at www.bionoir.com and find more links to more of his work below. Logo art by the incredible Life Sucks. 
please visit his YouTube channel. And if you would like to perhaps purchase one of the new Exploring Antinatalism t-shirts by Life Sucks, please visit his Etsy page at www.etsy.com slash shop slash Life Sucks Publishing and proudly announcing our new theme music has been graciously provided by I Doubt It. I Doubt It is an alum of the Exploring Antinatalism podcast, so please go listen to his episode, episode four, and visit his amazing YouTube channel and subscribe. All the best and bye for now.